Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. This is episode 39. My name is Tyler, and today we have Bobby and Brendy with us, or with me, rather. Uh, say what's up, guys. Happy Halloween. I, I've never I've never int- heard you introduce yourself by saying, my name is Tyler. He's done it before. <laughs> I, I, I know, He's done I'm it before. Mix it up. He's done it before. Be I don't know how I you try to mix it up when you can't even do the fucking outro right 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's always on my mind, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a, a whole episode, I'm building up to it, and I still You're building up. up. You're literally saying in your head during the entire show, don't fuck it up. Don't You can't fuck this up. Don't fuck it up. The entire fucking time we're on the podcast, <laughs> convinced this point. Um, just a quick note uh, to start the podcast, as we did last uh, episode. Episode forty is coming up next week. It's our big show, our trivia night, and just want to let you know that you should be there. We will fi- uh, figure out a time and post it on our Twitter at Complay Network uh, to uh, give you guys a heads up. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and that's this is an episode I've been looking forward to for like six months now. So, uh, are you always fucking ready, or like I'm I fucking am ready for that? Like that's going to be. I'm so fucking excited. Oh, that's going to be good. I am so um, fucking excited. So Zach's not here, but I I do have not a thought of the week, but my I just a question I want to okay. ask you guys. Sure. So Halloween was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, today is November first. Is it acceptable to start getting into the Christmas spirit? No, 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 no. no. Let me, let me. Can I? Can I have? Go ahead, go ahead, man. I, I just want to say, it is acceptable right after Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. Wholeheartedly agree. Can I have? Can I have the mic for a a minute here? You have the floor. I know you because your mother is. a big Christmas fanatic, so. Okay, so let me just let me and just. I, and I have another story after that. Let me just let me just do this real quick. Okay. He's How the fuck you. are you gonna hate on a holiday where you just eat and watch football? I don't <laughs> get this. I this is my favorite fucking holiday, and every year we're just gonna keep on walking right on over it and fucking going right to Christmas. No fuck you, man. I want to eat some fucking turkey, watch some fucking football. And, you know, do my blessings and prayers of what I'm thankful for and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, I want to do that shit first. Why Why the fuck do we keep going right to Christmas? No. You guys are absolutely 100% free to go to Christmas on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. You are free to do that. Until then, I don't want to hear no shit. All right? My mother, I love her to death. Hi, Mom. How are you? I love her to death. She immediately gets in the Christmas spirit. And I would not be surprised if the tree was up today. Dude, no. So <laughs> <laughs> what, what you're going to start seeing on my mother's Facebook is a whole bunch of uh, peanuts like like Snoopy and Charlie yeah. Brown uh, fucking Christmas pictures. There's a rivalry uh, going on between my mother and my girlfriend at the moment. So my mom and Tyler knows he's been in my house hundreds of times at this point. Uh, my mom is a huge uh, Peanuts fan. Like she just loves the watching Charlie Brown on the holidays. You know everything from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas. And uh, my girlfriend hates him. Like absolutely despises them. So what? now my mother just constantly sends her pictures of Snoopy like at least once a day. At this point, like it's 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 a fucking absurd. <laughs> I must say. How do you hate? How, how do you hate Charlie Brown? So she so she liked um. She read the comics and didn't like them, and but she said she it was because she the liked Calvin and Hobbes. Are completely different. Well, she liked Calvin and Hobbes better was her reasoning. 
Oh, so I like Calvin and Hobbes too. I have like eight Calvin and Hobbes comic books like near my bedside right now. I'm not yeah. even kidding. So she, yeah, um, yeah. So she she hates the peanuts, but she like Calvin and Hobbes better. I like them both. I mean, yeah. personal personally, it's like my favorite thing about Calvin and Hobbes was like as a kid, I read them and I related to them. But yeah. like with with Charlie Brown and Peanuts, it's like it's just funny. Yeah, no, like, it's just straight it, it's up two funny. different two different styles. That scene in the Thanksgiving episode where Snoopy fights a chair is one of the funniest <laughs> things ever animated. I, I you can't tell me otherwise. That shit is funny. He literally boxes a chair. I know when I go on Facebook, I'll get my daily dose of peanuts. When uh, like usually like it's once every couple of days, I usually see your mom post something about peanuts. Oh yeah. like at any given time. She got one of those cricket things that uh, makes like those vinyl stickers. So she has a Snoopy mm. silhouette on the back of her phone now. Like, <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. So, so I, I this begs the question though: What is your favorite uh, peanuts moment? My favorite, I mean, it would definitely be Snoopy fighting the chair. I mean, like, I never read the the comics at all. Um, but I, I didn't either. I, I've seen oh, the, the oh, holiday sorry. specials. Yeah, yes, I did. I've seen the holiday specials. I even went and saw the um, the animated movie that came out a couple years ago that was in theaters. We went and saw that. Uh, that was okay. Um, it was fun. It, it was a fun movie. Um, no. But it was your typical Charlie Brown stuff. Um, my, my my favorite by far is Charlie Brown getting a rock in his Halloween bag every 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 door. I got a rock. <laughs> I don't know why I always found it funny, like when the you know the characters, um, the other characters would talk and they would just go want want yeah want 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 Okay, mom. So so I mean, like that's kind of like a joke that like it's. You know, it's it's a show for kids and like pa- like no parents allowed type of, yeah. thing, type of thing. You know, so it's usually the parents that had that type of talking. Yeah, I, I just always found that funny. But I know, so like, I Christmas is like my favorite time of year. But yes. um, I I <laughs> what the f- I know uh, what that was. What was that? Uh, okay, so I'm I apologize. I am pulling up stories from. <laughs> Um, from various news uh, webs- websites, you know, getting stories for in case you missed it. And you opened this up one- your one of your porn tabs. Got it. Uh, <laughs> no. It, so I, I don't really want to say what it was because it's, you know, OK, it, it, it's it's political. Okay. So I'm not going to I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> but it, it's so like the video was already playing and like my mouse moved over it like by like briefly. Like that's how you heard it cut it in and out. Yeah. And like it, the audio started playing. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like my mouse is moving over the video, and audio is playing. It's spooky. There's gotta be like some blocker for that man. For it's all called ad block. Well, it's it wasn't an ad though. It was like an actual oh, like, video. video. Yeah, yeah. So this is where CBS has annoyed me over the past couple yeah. of years. This was from the Huffington Post, by the way. Yeah. So CBS Sports is the clunkiest website, and I don't get how. Like it just. I want to read stories on that. Yeah, we were just talking about that before and you hopped on. Literally every article, there's an autoplay video on the bottom of my screen. I literally want to punch my screen. It's that I, bad. I hate it. I and I was just telling Tyler, like I I could be like reading a CBS Sports article about like. A, a kicker you know for the jaguars going on injured reserve and yeah. then a video about lebron james starts playing yeah i know it's a, it's absolutely <laughs> absurd it's absolutely absurd like and it, it's 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 so stupid i'll give you a little bit of a pass if it's somewhat related but the fact that you're reading about a kicker like and that's a good analogy like you're reading about a football kicker and a lebron james video comes up 
<laughs> shut like shut the fuck up. Anyway, Tyler, to answer your question, yeah. I am not getting ready for Christmas yet. I am in the fall spirit. I have a like fall scented like Yankee candle plug in thing in here, so it smells like fucking fall in here right now. I'm in that spirit until after Thanksgiving, and then I will be Mr. Claus going around after that I, point. I, I think Thanksgiving is is my favorite day of the year, though, because like Thanksgiving, the holiday, is a great day, but it also is kind of like the quote unquote un, unofficial kickoff for Christmas. Like, because you know, Black Friday starts like from then on out, it's Christmas. But I seen I I kind of brought this question up because for one, like for a while, I was one of those people. It was like November first, and I was like ready to go. Um, not so I don't know, not so much anymore. I just but, I've always found Thanksgiving to be easy, uh, easy holiday. Like, I mean, I, and I, I say if that you're not cooking. Yeah. When you're not <laughs> cooking, when you're not cooking and I, I do, but like after that, right. It's just, you sit around you grab a beer, you eat with your family, you watch some games and then you go home. Like I, yeah. it, it's really easy. And like Christmas, it's nice too. I mean, get up with them presents and, and do your thing, but there's still a lot of stress where you're kind of running around and this and oh, that. Yeah, a lot of and, and don't forget, like when you have a big family, like I do, like I have a, three thanksgivings that i'm like preparing for jesus christ really like thursday friday and saturday is like all (laughs) things like not not so much saturday because like saturday i'm kind of just like meeting with family and like kind of just hanging out but like i mean that's that's kind of like one of the big things about thanksgiving anyway so i guess that kind of counts yeah i mean Um, on christmas eve i'm in pennsylvania and then we don't get home for christmas until like two in the morning and then we're up at like you know seven or eight doing the presents uh, and everything for my immediate family and then the rest of the family comes over my house and parties. So, yeah, I so I, I wouldn't say that Thanksgiving is like my number one favorite. I'm like you guys, but Christmas is probably my my top with Thanksgiving being like maybe second or third. Uh, the thing about Christmas for me is like the Christmas season is definitely number one. But Christmas Day is like there's all this build up. You open the presents and then it's like over. That's it. it just feels like. Yeah, like, like at. at at like 12 a.m. on December 25th, everyone is like over with Christmas. <laughs> so when yeah. did when did Christmas stop being like number one holiday for everybody? I mean, well, like when I, did it stop feeling like a good holiday? Well, I, I, like I said, the Christmas season is number one. But like a couple of years ago, like it kind of hit me. It's just like it's every year. It's Christmas Day. And it's just like after a few hours, it's just like it's it just feels like there's so much build up and then it's just over that fast. You know what I mean? Just like as a kid, it's like the best day ever. Yeah. Yeah. I I would literally get depressed as a kid. I'd be like, all all this build up and it's over. over. That's why. But like Thanksgiving is awesome because we all, I mean, we have our traditions, man. You go to our high school. Yeah, we do uh, have a football game. Oh yeah. Of course. Planning right on the podcast. (laughs) I think it's home this year. And and, and, And get this. They're actually good this year. Yeah, our, when, we, when we were in high school, I think our football team won a combined like two games over four years, and now they're actually like good, crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, not a thought of the week per se, but I just need to put that. And this all got sparked by the way because somebody that we used to go to high school with, I seen like post something on Snapchat about like them playing Christmas music, like literally twelve twelve oh one. Um. I guess this morning or yeah. last night, whatever you know. Pray, pray for oh. me, because I, I haven't mentioned this. My roommate is also that that person. Mm. So, but uh, me and my other roommate put our foot down on that one last year. <laughs> 
So we told him no Christmas music till Black Friday, at least that we can hear. If we hear it, we're shutting it down. So we basically <laughs> pinned him to the wall and threatened him for that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. so I guess I filled in a little bit. Tyler's start of the week, first friend. ever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. I think I'm going to overtake Zach and uh, <laughs> maybe even maybe even give some tracks of the yeah. week. I don't know. We'll see. Zach- <laughs> <laughs> Zach's fucking fired. His jersey's going up in the rafters for the podcast now. What a fucking bitch. It, and and we're gonna like glue it up there so it yeah. never comes down. <laughs> we're gonna use fucking cheap thumbtacks. He's not even worth my glue. <laughs> we gotta make sure it doesn't come down though. That's the yeah, thing. Right. And once it goes up, it stays up. None of this halfway bullshit he was doing with NHL nineteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so uh today on the podcast we're gonna look at the NFL. It is already the midseason. That's kinda Fucking crazy. Christ. Um and we're also gonna look at the playoff format throughout sports. And of course we have in case you missed that as always. But let's start off with the NFL. Um but yeah, like I said, uh, already well we're going into week nine uh this Sunday and you look at the league and you know what teams are in the playoffs and you know what teams are just, out of the playoffs. Just get, just get yours out of the way, fucking. I know what you're going to say. No, 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 no. Okay, can we talk about the Falcons first? Cause fuck <laughs> the Falcons. Oh, oh, the kid that never wants to talk. Yeah, you know, let's talk about him. No, no, no. I, I, I want to get it out of the way. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So, obviously, kind of the show, this segment, rather, is going to be based on it's kind of biggest surprises, <sighs> disappointment, and storylines. And let me just get my piece out of the way because <laughs> at the man. beginning of the year, oh my god, suck my summer, ass! I no, I'm not. Look, all I'm, I'm not trying to claim that I'm right or something. Uh, this is all I'm saying. How I got easily persuaded. Okay, I said I looked at the Falcon schedule and said this is a five-win team, and everybody's like, no, that blah blah blah, this and that, and I got so much backlash. And then I was like, you know what? I, I, I say I really thought about it, but I did get swayed. And I was looking at a lot well, of you got you got swayed, but like it was like that was out of your control. Like a bunch of shit started happening in the AFC South. Yeah, yeah there there was a lot of things in the AFC South, and then there's a lot of you know media outlets online that were saying this and that. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. That's what I said. Maybe I'm wrong. And I <laughs> said that, that, was a, that was a five and eleven team, and I got swayed. And on this preview show, I said that they were going to make the playoffs at I think like ten and six or eleven and five. And now they're one and seven. And that is a case, folks, of stick with your gut. Because I was <laughs> Which, right about the Falcons and then got persuaded to be wrong well, about the Falcons. The Falcons well, are so now was, in contention for Tua. Yeah. The Falcons aren't going to draft Tua if they get the first pick. I, I would be surprised. They got Matt Ryan. They don't need Tua. I mean, oh, well, please. Well, I was going to say they wouldn't, but like Matt Ryan is getting up there. Yep. So, well, I mean, they're not going to draft another quarterback, or they're not going to draft a quarterback this year. But so going back to the AFC South and like how the, the Falcons were scheduled to play the AFC South this year, they only play one more AFC South team, and it's in week 16. Um, it's the Jaguars and like we're zero and three against the AFC South this season. And like we lost to a Indianapolis Colts team without Andrew Luck, uh, a Tennessee Titans team, which at that point, like was severely struggling. They, they, you know, they seem to be kind of on the rebound right now. Yeah. Um, and then the Houston Texans who I honestly probably thought the Falcons were going to lose to anyway. Um, but that is a, disappointing record to go against like probably like at, at least at the time one of the worst divisions in football um 
And now I would argue that the Falcons, you said five wins. I had argued they're going to get less than that this rest of the season. Well, because like, three, sorry, I was I, one more point. I just want to say three out of four or not three out of four. So three fourths of the games that they have left are division rivals. So they're not going to win any of those. Yeah, I was going to say um, they don't really have they haven't. Really, and then, and then they play the 49ers, who uh, I'm sure you're going to gloat about later. But look, you guys are hyphen this up. I mean, yes, I'm going to talk about them, but you know, you I, literally they, fucking they, called me <laughs> just to make a point not, how not right you were. You. He I called me too. too. Did he call? Did he call Brendy? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I, dude. Like the <laughs> shit I was getting for that, I had to say something. Oh, yeah, but you, this is what I'm going to say about the Falcons. One, we were talking about the AFC South as like this division that there's a, a lot of weaknesses, right? You had at the beginning of the season, Andrew Luck retired. You think the Colts are going to be bad. The Titans, uh, for me, I thought we were going to do well this year, but it was kind of half and half. And I thought the Texans and the Jaguars would struggle. You're looking at a division where there's not one team under 500. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, and not just us, but everybody's kind of predicting the AFC South to be really bad again. I think. I want to say, like, the best record, or I think the best record we had was I had the Titans at 10 and 6, but, like, other than that, like, you guys had them at, like, the division winner at 9 and 7 and 8 and 8, and, like, this division is one of the, you know, one of the better divisions in football just because of the consistency of the division. So it is kind of crazy how the narrative for the Falcons was you play AFC South this year, and, you know, there, there's definitely winnable games, and then you look at the AFC South, and it's really, uh, it's really something. And, so. and the Falcons are on the bye this weekend, and I could not be like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think the Broncos, the Broncos play this week, and I think next week or the week after they're on their bye, and it's just like, thank God, just I don't need to see that shit right what, now. What do you think about your name tree saying that Atlanta should delete itself, Brendy? I completely agree. I, I think <laughs> Arthur Blake should sell the team and put all the money into Atlanta United and get you know get a soccer superstar. This man's all about soccer in the United States. Love to see it. Yes. But looking at the the yeah, NFC holistic. South right now in general, I mean the New Orleans Saints. You looked at a time. I think it was what week two or three. Uh, Drew Brees goes out with an injury uh, that says could be possibly missed. Uh, you know six six games eight games whatever uh teddy bridgewater comes in and plays plays really well which begs the question um it, it's kind of an interesting situation on new orleans because drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time he is i believe 30 39 now you would assume although you look at brady and you don't know um that that he might retire soon and teddy bridgewater really came in and did some stuff but it's like the situation for bridgewater is there's a lot of teams out there right now that need a quarterback so does he stay does he go like that'll be i I think that's that'll be interesting i have a bold prediction you have a bold prediction if you're saying he's going on the patriots i swear to fucking god no 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 no, no, i'm not no i am not i'm not that i'm own ass okay Andy Dalton leaves Cincinnati, and Teddy Bridgewater goes to Cincinnati if they don't win the Tank Bowl. Yeah, I mean that. I that's not yeah. too hot. I mean, it's, I think I, like it's kind of crazy how there's like there's so many teams in the league in need of a quarterback, and it's just kind of crazy. Like because I mean, I think quarterbacks drive the league. 
Yeah. And, and it's a passing league, yet there's so many teams that are just struggling for a quarterback. I think um, – I was actually a little bit surprised. I thought Andy Dalton might be dealt at the deadline uh, just to give – I mean, because that's a guy who – he's actually not been playing – He's, I mean, he hasn't been good, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't been playing terrible. It's kind of like a lot about the defense and stuff like that. I mean, their defense is dead last. Um, but to trade him to a team that maybe needs like or is on the needs like that fringe starter or something. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, again, the quarterback situation around the league. I mean, I can attest as I mean, I've been saying this really since Peyton Manning retired and we won the Super Bowl. If the Broncos have been a native of quarterback since then and. Like, I would love a Teddy Bridgewater, um, but it, it's going to be interesting because do you stay there and take over the Saints job when, when Breeze is gone? Or uh, I mean, because that, that's a guy, that's a backup. He's definitely, I think, the top, like, backup that would be looking to get paid as a starter. Um, so it'll really be interesting with that. Uh, right. But, yeah, I, I think uh, looking at the NFC South, like I said, I mean, you got this. Saints is seven and one, and then the rest of the division is kind of. Uh, I mean, the Falcons are four and three. Uh, they got walloped uh, their last game though against the 49ers, and that begs the, the question: like, how good you, are they? You said, the, you said the Falcons are four and three. Did I? I met the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I fucking wish, my dude. What the I, I, fuck I, the I, I, dude last night? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Same. I actually feel like I did say the uh, the Falcons. But I, I know you Panthers. did. I heard it. <laughs> I meant the, Pan- I meant the Panthers. Um, That's without yeah. Cam. Yeah. Well, that that is true. Actually, I that that is without Cam and and Christian Which... McCaffrey has been uh, an MVP candidate. Uh, he's definitely been one of the best players for fantasy purposes. I'll tell you I that. I can't help but laugh every time I hear his name now because of the whole Madden thing that happened when the game oh, got yeah. released, dude. <laughs> By the way, he uh, apparently slid into the DMs of... I, it's either... I don't know if it was Miss Universe or Miss America something, but he's now dating dating her. So what? this guy is a superstar on the field and off the field. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's living a life. Oh, but, what was the clip of Jimmy G going around? Um, so last night after the game against the Cardinals, I, I, I seen the clip and I forget what he said word for word, but he was basically interviewing with Aaron Andrews, uh, who, you know, she's a beautiful woman. And, uh, and I, he said something, she asked him a question and he said like, yeah, baby, or something like that, or something, something baby. And then she got a reaction out of it and everybody was just like. Look at Jimmy G, like being a superstar here. Yeah, I saw um, Barstool was like, when Jimmy G calls your girl baby, it's his now, or she's his now. <laughs> yeah, something like it was something. Like I said, I can't remember the whole clip, but that yeah. was essentially what I'm it sorry, was. I, was just, but, I saw it going around. I didn't really get a chance to watch it. But yeah, uh, Jimmy G. I I guess I mean, look, since we're talking about there's Jimmy your segue. G, You're fucking yeah. welcome, kid. Um. Uh, look, I thought the 49ers were going to be a, play- a furnished playoff team and would be good. I mean, even myself didn't think they were going to be this good. Uh, I mean, they're literally undefeated. Uh, there was the uh, talk about, well, I should say the talk on this podcast by these two knuckleheads. After like the first four, three or four weeks, I was like, look at the 49ers, are undefeated, and they went... Oh, you know, they haven't played anybody, blah, 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 this and that. Which, to an extent, that was true. 
But then I think it was after they beat the Rams. That's when I had called you guys. And I was just like, this team, I'm telling you, this team is for real. And that defense is unbelievable. Like, there, I remember that Rams game. I think there was three times where the Rams went on it for fourth. It was like fourth and less than two. And then they stopped them all three times, like convincingly. Uh, that defense is just stout. And Richard Nick Sherman. Bosa, Good to see him in the spotlight again. No, Nick Bosa, a rookie. Bro, out of Ohio State. what he's the fuck, beast. dude? He might be better than his brother, who's on the Chargers. Like, that's how good he's, he's been. He's a tank, dude. Jesus so, Christ. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and Jimmy G, I, I think I just seen a stat before we got on the podcast that he is 14-2 uh, and two since becoming a starter. Uh, you know, this guy, this was a quarterback. I remember we were talking in the preseason. I remember it was like he was not he was not good at all. Like, he looked terrible. And everybody was like, oh, I don't know, Jimmy. Like, is he the guy? And um, and what do they do? Come out and and they're eight and zero. And I guess as a as a Broncos fan, um, it was tough to see Emmanuel Sanders go. He was the heart and soul of the Broncos, but he he did go to the Forty ers and it's been great to see because in his first two games, he has two touchdowns and has really thrived there. And you know that that's a really good guy, and it's nice to see him do well. And hopefully, he can. You know, go get another ring, but uh, yeah, I mean, this that team is again. I, I had them finishing nine and seven and getting a wild card. Um, <laughs> I didn't even see this coming, but <laughs> yeah, I, so don't what, act like. No, I'm not. Look, I, hey, I, I, I'm only acting like that because you guys put so much. Di- you guys disrespect. I don't want to say disrespect me. You okay. guys roasted me so <laughs> much. For me Tyler, saying that they're going to go 9-7. and seven. Because everything I, on paper said otherwise, dude. Tyler, in my defense, like, I... I You're on drugs. I've already taken the L, Tyler. I don't know if Bobby... Uh, no, he's, no he's, I'm, I'm he fucking... I'm even out because of my Colts pick last year. That's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. Like, I feel like each year we've had, like, one pick. It's like, everybody else is like, no way. And then it actually... Um, but no, I mean... Again, I like. Come on, are you? Did you really think I was going to predict the 49ers going eight and zero to start the season? Like, no. But, um, but the way like you got you, I think you both had them at four wins, and I was like, that is disrespectful. Yeah, I had them at and, four and twelve. And then you know all this and that, like nine and seven, you're crazy. And then this, so. Uh, well, so it was hard for me to believe in them, like seeing as how like what they did last year. Like, how do they go 4-12 and 12 to 8-0? and 0? Like, Well, yeah. It, what were, the, what were the big moves? Was there anything? I don't remember. Well, I mean, Jimmy G came better. back. Look, they got Nick Bosa, and he's been, and I know, like, it's only one player, but they drafted Nick Bosa, and he's been absolutely dominant, and he's probably your leader for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he's He's just been so good, uh, and that defense got better. They added some pieces in the secondary. Uh, I know they added Aquan Alexander at linebacker. So they did add pieces to that defense. And again, like I said, that was the thing I was most impressed with, or have been most impressed with, rather, is that their defense is just so stout. Their run defense is really good. So, or I should say it's really good on certain situations. And, and I don't know. I, that's that's the thing that stands out for me. Um, and George Kittle continues to be one of the best tight ends in the league, which is so frustrating. I know I always bring it back to the Broncos, but so frustrating. <clears throat> Excuse me, frustrating as a Broncos fan because, um, 
you know, the year that the Broncos drafted Jake Butt, uh, that tight end, they needed a little tight end. Uh, I think it was like a pick later. The George Kittle got picked, and we could have had him. <laughs> Except and now we got Jake Butt, who hasn't even seen the field because of, of knee problems. So um, now looking at the NFC West in general, though, again, another really good division. Seahawks are 6-2, and two, a team that I think I think most of us had as a fringe playoff team or a playoff team. Um, but Russell Wilson, uh, MVP candidate Peace. for sure. And uh, the L.A. Rams, a uh, little bit surprising, uh, five and three. Uh, I got to ask a question, and I know that we had talked about this during the Super Bowl, but it, it's continuing to be a problem for the Rams. Um, to me, Todd Gurley looks shot. Like, his, I mean, his knees are well, he's hurt, man. Like, he's well, really a, hurt. I was going to say, I mean, this sounds like I think, you know, um, I don't know. I thought I heard something about like arthritis in it his is. knees or something. Yeah, it was something like that. And I mean, this is a guy that last year was an absolute beast. I mean, he he was the top top running back. I mean, he was scoring like two touchdowns per minimum. Top fantasy pick. Like he was yeah. he was all that in a bag of chips. And yeah, then, every everywhere I read was arthritis so far. And as somebody who has arthritis in their back, it sucks. Like arthritis sucks. Like don't don't take it lightly. It's not like oh it just aches a little. No, it 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 can hurt every now and again. Like spasms and everything like that. It can fuck you up. So like, because I'll be honest, I and I over the off season like I really didn't follow it too much, and I was like oh you know he'll be he'll get surgeries if he needs to or whatever. And then like I was looking at like the fantasy draft boards this year and assuming he would be like the top guy no. since he was a beast last year and then no. like you have to like go all, like down a lot to, i was like what is going on and was, i get like i said apparently apparently the injuries have really uh or or his knees are really giving him a problem here's, so. what's, here's what's funny though is that he still has six touchdowns i mean yeah he's still like he's still having a year like it's let me, uh, let me I, let's I, look at something I, Let's I was gonna say, like, there, there is flashes for him, but I just like it's kind of one of those things about like the eye test. Like I watch him run, and like it, he sometimes there's points where he looks like he's 85 years old, and yeah. it's just like really depressing. So let's compare. I'm gonna try and compare like season to season, right? So we're what? How many games in seven? Wait, so it's week. Uh, we're coming up on week nine. We're coming up on week nine. I'm trying to just. You know, if it would just fucking. Sometimes these reference sites are terrible. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I know there was a point last season go. for Todd Garley where I think he was like, he either like broke the record or was on pace to break the touchdown record. Yeah. Something crazy. So he, so in 14 games, because he did have a couple injury things plus the bye. Um, last year he rushed 256 times for 1,251 yards and 17 touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to see. So over a touchdown per game. Easily, and, easily, easily. Yeah. And then in seven games, he's rushed 92 times for 355 yards and six touchdowns. So I would estimate so, based on those stats, if we're coming up on week nine, then he'll probably maybe what get 
Are you good? <laughs> Are you alright? Did you hear my computer? Yes, I, yeah, I did. I'm just wondering if you're having a stroke. Are you good? No, I'm good. <laughs> Continue. Right. Sorry. I, okay, just making sure, bud. I would assume he probably has at least 10 touchdowns. Maybe. So here's a, th- here's a stat that is kind of crazy. Uh, the carries, right? Yep. Last year, he, you said he had, what, 256? Yeah, so so let's go here. So he's only played five years. Or, well, this is his fifth season. So starting in 2015 with his first year when he was playing for the St. Louis Rams. Huh. 229, followed by 278, followed by 279, followed by 256, and now at 92, about halfway through the season. Right. So that's right. the thing for me. Is his the carries he's getting per game? Yeah. They're not using him like he was being used. He and that, and that's uh, because I mean I would think at least because of the his problems and that's the concerning thing. I mean, what you said, ninety two rushes so far this year. Yeah, and he's played what, seven or eight games. I mean, this is confusing. He's and he's still leading. Leading what? Leading their. What do you mean? How many carries by like a lot? Well, they they do. Are they just relying they on Goff more? Well, they have Here. been passing a lot because I know Goff is, I think, leading in like total yards on offense or something like Here, that. Right look now, look at that, and then go to their rushing and receiving. This is from we're we're looking at Pro Football Reference just just for the record, just for what we're looking at here. It this is really weird to look at actually because we're talking about how invisible it seems like Gurley has been yet compared to the other running backs. It's not like they're splitting time. I haven't been able to watch much of the Rams, but I mean Gurley is definitely a different player than he was last year. But it's still interesting the fact that his his carries have been slashed by a lot. Like I would assume he'll maybe double what he has, you know. So if he gets like 184 carries at the end of the season, that's still like 20, 40, 60, 70 less than the year before. And but right. he's still leading in carries on his team by a pretty massive margin. So it's right. weird looking. So I, I mean, so the th- there there is. Uh, a discrepancy i mean i will say that like we're looking at you know rushing attempts at 92 uh, another stat would be just total touches in general out of the backfield and stuff like that which he has 107 but uh i know the rams like to do a lot of jet sweeps and stuff like that with robert wood uh and brandon cooks so i know that's kind of been a rushing thing they like to do uh daryl henderson is a guy that i i really like and i Young, do think man. Yeah, I do think he's going to be a guy that might honestly take over for Todd Gurley if if Todd Gurley can't be what he once was. Um, but it just it just seems very down, and he just he doesn't have that explosiveness that he once did. I guess is is the thing for me, and it's it's it is tough to watch because you know a guy that a guy that was so explosive and so good last year. I mean, he was, he was a potential MVP, you know, candidate and, and now it's just not working out and it's tough to see, but I, I had to ask that because I think a lot of, um, I mean, obviously when you, when you go from a guy that was a potential MVP to not saying Todd Gurley has been bad per se, but he's not what he once was. Something's I mean, that, different. Something is very yeah. different with him. It's, it, and, it's kind of sad. I was a huge Todd Gurley fan. Just watching him was fun. Like just watching him just completely explode once he got the ball was just insane to watch. You know, I, I just yeah. 
it, it just doesn't happen anymore. It's not even his fault. Um, yeah. It just, it, it, I, I compare it to, you know, kind of what happened to Markel Falls, but in a less, you know, fucked yeah. up way where, you know, he was all that you could shoot from anywhere. Same thing with Gurley. I mean, the man, you know, could just dance around defenders and, you know, make plays out of nothing. Like he was that running back, right? Then he hurts his knee and then all of a sudden the things that made him as good as he was and top of the boards every year it seems to be gone at this point just because he can't even get his, you know, his legs to work for him the way he wants. It's kind of, it's, it's got to be frustrating for him. And for the Rams, I mean, their division is extremely good this year and they're, they're Oh, and two in the division right now, uh, with losses to the 49ers and the Seahawks. And I mean, you, you look at where the 49ers are at right now. It, for the Rams, I mean, it looks like you know they're they're three games back in the division right now. Um, you have the Seahawks ahead of you as well. It's like they really need to make some magic happen. I think uh, they also, I mean, the, their big acquisition was getting Jalen Ramsey and. You know he's one of the better corner corners in the Fuck league, and looks like you. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we've we've talked about him before for his uh, off the field quotes and stuff like that. But um, he's still to me. I listen. He's a very talented player, but Jesus Christ, dude, come on. He's one of the, I I think he's probably like the, one of the biggest trash talkers in the league. Like, I don't even oh, think okay, like his trash. media stuff even. Like I, I've heard, like I've, I've listened to like mic'd up stuff with him, and this dude is just like does not he, he like basically doesn't play with a mouthpiece so he can talk lo- like more. Like that's how. How do you not play football with a mouthpiece, man? Well, I, I, I barely want to play any sport anymore. I'm pretty sure, like the, like the guys that I don't get is like I've seen like Sean Watson and Cam Newton, like not only not have a mouthpiece, but they'll chew gum while they're playing. Like, what are you doing? You trying to choke and die? You literally like, can only do that in baseball and golf. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. Like, I don't even know. I, I never chewed gum in, in, in sports. I know. I, I feel like it's a thing for some people. People focus on that stuff for some reason, especially in basketball. They, they, they're, there's a specific, like, elite league of gum chewers, in, apparently, in the NBA. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just remember I remember hearing a conversation in class or something where two guys were just talking basketball. And he was like, oh, yeah, did you see what's, uh, like, Steph Curry switched to chewing gum or something? I'm like, that's a thing? Like, you're yeah. paying attention to that? The fuck? I mean, it just it, it's, it's more for me. It's like, how can you like as a quarterback? I mean, you're you're eligible to get hit every play. Yeah. Like basically, I mean, you know, or at least half of them. Like, it's kind of crazy to me. Wait, but, off topic question. Have you have you ever done the smelling the the smelling uh, salts or whatever? Smelling sauce? No, but no. I kind of want to try it. Just me for too. Fun. You want to do that live one day? Yo, I actually though, like that would be <laughs> I would. Yeah, right. I feel like that is like it just opens you up like i feel like it's good for you man like well so can so fucking breathe. i did actually i'm gonna sound like a complete dork when i reveal this real quick and I'll, I'll try not to take up too much time um i was curious about them because uh for a while in college i was pulling a lot of all-nighters not out of choice uh just out yeah. of pure necessity yeah. um and it wasn't good for me and i'm i'm a coffee drinker anyway um and coffee for me doesn't like hype me up i mean it gives me you know the the i guess fuel to you know wake up a little bit in the morning but for the extreme cases of when i had to pull an all-nighter and then i had to go to a 9 a.m class the next day uh i was starting to wonder i'm like hmm these smelling salts seem to to wake you up pretty easy they smell like shit but 
you know, does it does it work? So I did an ex- a stupid amount of research on what these things do and what they are. So I mean, the main the main purpose of them is is to wake up unconscious people, like in an emergency situation. Yeah. That so I read that, and I was trying to find out like are there any cons to this, like at all, like anything, like kind of like how you know finally they figured out what's wrong with vaping, like this exact thing, like just yeah. trying to find is there anything actually wrong. And the only thing I could find is that there was some medical study. I don't. I can't even cite it. I don't even know if I could find it again if I tried. But they were saying that the main con of smelling the salt was that you might break your neck from jolting from the smell. <laughs> so you got that going for you. You know, I think me and Ty might do a like a, a Twitter video or something of us trying it for yeah, the first time. You, I, you played hockey for years and never I did it. We say, like. Because I feel like it's very prevalent in the NHL. Like, yeah, oh, I feel everybody. Like, uh, out of any sport, like that's a sport where I that where I see it the most, yeah. and uh, I would I would want to try that one day. So we'll that's do that. Something I have to I'll do. see you on Thanksgiving, bud. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So looking at the rest of the league, um, or actually, I wanted to focus on the NFC East real quick. Uh, I this is a surprise to me. Um, so. The Eagles, for me, were the team that I picked to have the best record in the league. I said that I could only see two losses on their schedule, and they're uh, uh, right now at four and four. Um, and the Cowboys are at four and three. And I, and ah, fuck brings, you. Fuck I, this, you. This brings me back to, uh, God, I felt like fuck for this a fucking year, team. For years, um, I would say like back in the, the late uh, 2000s and then started like 2010 and up like uh, for a while it was the nfc east was won by a team that won eight and eight or nine and seven very frustrating and here we are again halfway through the season the team you know leading the division is four and three mm-hmm. uh, and, and two teams uh that again i thought uh would would both do well and i thought would both make the playoffs and and look where we are. I mean, uh, they're four and like I said, four, four and three, and four and four. Uh, we got God. We we got it. Okay, let's go to the Eagles real quick. Like, yeah. How? I think for them, uh, they're getting exposed. Their secondary is absolutely hot garbage. We knew this though. Like that. That's the thing. Like well, we knew this. We did. And and I thought I I thought well okay um, let me I'm sorry let me backtrack real quick and correct myself because in the past episode so the Eagles defense was ranked pretty high this year so yeah. you know naturally I drafted them in two leagues um <laughs> so um I, I guess what I'm confused about is what changed between uh, they had a pretty damn good defense last year what well, changed think- between then and now. Like, I, I don't think get it. their their defense is really good up front. Like they have one yes. of the best D lines in the league. But uh they I think that you know they thought they have a couple good players in their secondary and they thought that they could that, that could um make up for I guess the I don't know how to say this, but the uh not so good players there. Like there could be some makeup and it hasn't been that and like that's been an area to attack uh, against the Eagles. I mean, if you have a deep threat, like those guys have been going off against the Eagles because their secondary is just not 
non-existent. And and I will say, I mean, on their offensive side too, I had I also predicted Carson wants to be the MVP this year, which that is a big old. So okay, I have uh, to ask wow. this question. I have to ask this question. Go for it. Is he it? Is he still the guy? Well, so because this this conversation has absolutely picked up steam recently. Well, you know why? It's because, um, and by the way, I just want to mention real quick, Brandy's having some internet issues. That's why he's not talking. Yeah. Uh, so we, you so. might actually get some more minutes out of this segment because of that, actually. Because we got to. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. Um, but no, I think it, it's kind of picked up because every a lot of the Eagles fans, when they were struggling, were like, you know, Nick, we had Nick Foles and. You know, he got us a super, like, it's all about recency bias and what have you done for me lately. And Nick Foles got them in the Super Bowl. And Carson Wentz, I mean, obviously he had a great regular season to get them in the playoffs, but they don't remember that. They remember Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl. Mm. And, and and every time Carson Wentz struggles, it's always brings, excuse me, always goes back to Nick Foles. Which that is another interesting situation because I, I feel, feel so dude so bad for him. Like he can't catch a break, man. Like I mean, I, I said after he wins a fucking Super Bowl, but yeah, <sighs> like because and I I will say this: I was a big Garner Minshew guy out, out of college. He was a beast at Washington State, and everybody really gravitated toward him because of. You know the way he looks. The yeah, they literally and... only gravitate to him because of the fucking look they had. Him and his dad. And so, so you know, there's that. But I mean, Garner Minshew has been a has been really good, and he and uh, this is a guy who I think was a fifth round pick, and that was their backup. And it's like, oh, if Nick Foles goes down, like, oh, that's not looking good. Well, Nick Foles goes down in the first half of the first game, and Garner Minshew has got this team. Um, you know, at 500, and they're and they're you know playing well. Uh, I I just it, it's going to be one of those situations where it, when Nick Foles is healthy, who do you turn to? And I always feel bad for Nick Foles, but you know, circling back to the Eagles, that this is why this conversation is coming up because of the whole argument. Oh, it's like we had Nick Foles. I I believe Carson Wentz is the guy. I really do. Um. I also want to say this. I think Doug Peterson, when Nick Foles came in uh, to those playoff games and Super Bowl, he drew up a great game plan and really let him succeed in that system. Uh, and and honestly, maybe I don't know. Maybe things need to be simplified or or something. Something has to give. And and another thing for the Eagles is they haven't banged up a wide receiver wise. Yeah, uh, which Sean Jackson has which, been. What out. the hell? Because that receiver core, holy fuck! When they yeah. got all those signings done, that was scary. Yeah, and and, and obviously injuries are always going to. But I feel like for this Eagles team, it was you know last year and this year, it's it's the same story. It's like every week a few guys are going down, and uh, like I said, I think this Sean Jackson's supposed to be back this week or the next. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be back this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but um. You know, Alshon Jeffrey's been kind of hit and miss all year, and oh God, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar has had a uh, uh, interesting year. I'll say that a lot of 
Eagles fans are absolutely pissed off at him for his uh, lack of effort, I guess. <laughs> that clip. But, uh, <laughs> clip. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, in my opinion, I think, I think he's the guy. What about I, like? What are your thoughts on him? I, so, I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at Wentz's numbers currently, mm. and like so, and by the numbers, he's still a great quarterback right now. Um, yeah. So I mean, just go look at that pat. Like, I I guess for me, the question is allowing him. I'm trying to word this the right way because it's one of those things that it seems like he's been so off his game. But the the funny thing is, is that his numbers are still there. That's what's really weird yeah. about this. And I, 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 it's hard for me to. I don't think we're right. Uh, the Eagles are ready to give up on him yet, and they shouldn't. Um, I think there's still a lot of upside to him. You know, I mean, this is only his fourth season, so he's got a lot of career left, and you know, a lot of growing left to do. Right. For this team and there's no character concerns there's 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 no stuff like that what what might hurt him is you know with the injury history he already has if that starts to flare up a little more or if you know somehow he just completely falls off the wagon and i think also it's one of those situations where philly has fallen in love with him as a person too yeah. so like if he falls off the wagon how long are they going to keep clinging onto the strings you know like it's it, it's going to be a weird thing to see but no, I think I'm with you here. I think he's still the guy for right now. However, I don't know how heads don't get chopped off after this season. I mean, you do not get blown out to Dallas that bad. Like you, you can't. Yeah, and also I think lose to Atlanta and Detroit. Well, I was gonna say that Atlanta game they're gonna win back, not just because of how bad Atlanta Atlanta is, but like that. I remember watching that game. They had a lot of chances, and they ended up losing it losing it in the last minute, but that's a game they're going to want back. Um, and obviously every team has that, but I think they have had winnable games and there is something sometimes, I don't know if it's execution or if it's just decision-making coaching wise, I don't know, but there's just something that's not there with them. And and like I said, their big concern is their secondary is just getting, it's burnt toast and, uh, and they're getting exposed. So I think I think that's a major concern. And I know they were looking for a cornerback. I mean, that was a team that was all in on Jalen Ramsey, and, and they were pissed yeah. that they didn't get him. And another r- name that was coming up was Chris Harris Jr. for the Broncos. He was rumored to go there, but nothing ever happened. And it's now you're relying on these guys. And and, and I don't know. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Now they do have. Uh, I know they do have a game with the Patriots coming up. They play Chicago this week, um, you know, mm-hmm. but they still have games against Washington. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, the bottom of their division, of course, is not very good. So they have make up games there, but the Pats actually next week. It looks like. Yeah, I was gonna say. I knew that they were coming up soon. Wow! Holy shit! Another four thirty game. I get to watch the Patriots again. <laughs> um and then Seattle, Miami. I swear to God, if you don't be Miami, um, yeah. Giants, Skins, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to I figure mean, out if the that, the game versus the Cowboys might mean something at that. I point. was gonna say that's that second game against the Cowboys is gonna be one that's gonna be uh, uh that's a huge game like that. That, that might be a massive game actually. That's um yeah. a couple of days before Christmas Eve. So, okay. Yeah. So that that's that's that might be a massive game. Yeah, so Yikes. 
I, I was gonna say the Eagles are an interesting. I mean, same thing goes for the Cowboys. Really, like they're they're kind of struggling. Um, I can't really put my finger on them though. <laughs> on the ca- on who? Sorry, I the, missed. Cowboys. the Cowboys. Like, oh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. I mean, a lot of so like I know the game against the Jets. They lost, and that's that's a tough one for them to lose. But um, I don't know, like. He's like, he's 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 throwing an interception every goddamn game. Well, I was gonna say there. I mean I that both literally, against, and I'm looking at the stats, and that's what's happening. Like I I remember uh, the game against the the yeah the Cowboys the Packers. Um, he like he threw I think like three or four interceptions, but like he also threw two or three more that were called back like due to penalty or something. But I I don't know. It's just. Again, with this division, it's it's interesting, and I and I do want to move on because I don't want to keep too yeah. much time on this division. But whoa, uh, did we lose Tyler? Uh, I think we did. Oh well, uh, uh, I, thought was, I thought that I thought that was me. Another. I thought that was me for a second. Uh, okay, sorry about that, folks. Uh, looks like we're having some uh, okay. internet trouble, so it looks like Tyler might have lagged out of our call. So. Uh, Brandy, I know you had you were having your internet troubles. Is there anything you want? I'm good now. Okay. No, no, I'm good now. I I uh, just had to reset it really quick. Okay. Anything you want to add? Tyler, there's Tyler. Well, I was just gonna say really quick. Tyler, when he has internet problems, there's no telling when he's coming back. Yeah. So so we're gonna we're gonna keep an uh, keep an eye on this. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, we can kind of just keep talking. Um. You're gonna have to have some catching up for me. Yeah, so we were. We, I mean, we, we kind of touched on a lot. We were just kind of hopping around the league and just talking about, uh, um, you know, what just just kind of hitting different points uh, of around, around the league. Obviously, the 49ers we talked about, and um, we also talked about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're currently talking about the Eagles and the and the Cowboys. Um, we're we were asking the question, or I asked the question about whether we still believe Carson Wentz is still the guy for Philly. Um, anything to say to that one yet? Um, so it's hard to, it's really hard to tell. Um, there's a part of me that wants to say yes, because Carson Wentz is like a very good quarterback. Mm. Um, and you know, he has that Super Bowl champion, you know, even though he didn't start it, Mm. um, under his belt, he got a pro bowl, he got an all pro, um, part. So part of me does want to say yes. Um, but a part of me is also like saying no because uh two main reasons. One, he's severely injury prone. Yep. Um, and number two, um, the Eagles have won just fine without him. Like with with, with a uh mediocre quarterback at best. Well, I um do you think that Coles is a mediocre quarterback? Yeah, I do. Really? Um yeah, I mean he's he's the backup in Jacksonville right now. Um <laughs> Well, and, 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 well, I was I was just gonna say like part of that is also because uh, you know mm. Minshew is uh, a beast. It, yeah, is a beast. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I I don't really think. Uh, and and I, I will say maybe the Eagles will win you know a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. But um, I think they could. I I think what I'm trying to say is like they're a well stacked team, uh, or they. Um, you know, they're struggling a little bit this season, but I think they're a well stacked enough team to the point where they could win with just about, you know, 
any, you know, average or above quarterback is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I'm not going to have it. I mean, I was saying that their receiver core is fucking insane. They just can't stop getting hurt is their only problem right now because Deshaun Jackson's been out. Um, and then Aguilar kind of had a little bit of a fall from grace. He needs to kind of pick his shit up. But otherwise, Deshaun Jackson, now Sean Jeffrey, like those guys are going to, you know, are huge for quarterbacks like Carson Wentz. And that's much oh, yeah. Zach Ertz is there. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we were just the talking about that of, as well. Oh, you back? Live. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say the wonders of live podcasting. After Brendan came back from his internet problem. You froze so well. You froze so well. I thought it was me. Like, I thought I was having one of those outages again because I couldn't because Brenny wasn't saying anything. And then she was like, oh, wait, did we lose Tyler? I'm like, oh, OK, cool. It's not me. <laughs> That's great. Which, which is unfortunate because I yes. segued. So I don't know what the last thing you heard was, but I was trying to move on. To yeah, the I heard you. Browns. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were uh, I guess what I was just I was just asking Brenny the Carson Wentz question. But since we're kind of back in, we definitely do need to move on. Any last like small points you want to hit biggest disappointments or maybe even predictions? Is there anybody who's going to have a bounce back? What are we, what are we thinking here, boys? Well, I was going to say for me, I think the Cleveland Browns at two and five is a huge disappointment. That's what I was I'm so to, mad uh, at that. I feel like I was the one person that was yeah. like, yeah, like what the like, why are y'all so high on Cleveland? I think I, I had no, them for the division, didn't I? I think I had them in the playoffs. Thank you, it was me. Nice voice crack, dumbass. Shut up. <laughs> you had the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Atlanta fan. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I've already accepted the that L of the year. So yeah, I know. Twenty eight times. Um, yeah, yeah, hilarious. Very uh-huh, funny. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. I think like yeah, the Cleveland Browns for me have been a big disappointment and. Uh, Baker Mayfield has gotten testy with reporters. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I saw that, that uh, come up. But, you know, he's getting frustrated. It's clear. Uh, another team that's been disappointing for me, the Chargers. Uh, just, they're, I don't know. They're they're just missing something. Uh, another I, I can't really put my finger on it. I, yeah, really. I, really, I really can't put my finger on it. And, uh... I will say uh, the Vikings have had a nice bounce back. Remember, you know, it was like a couple weeks ago we were talking about his Kirk Cousins, like actually anything. Captain and look at him now. Kirk. I'm pretty sure he just got named like offensive player of the month or something like that, too. Like he bounced back hard. Yeah. So yeah. for me, good. those are, those are like some teams to highlight. Yeah. I mean, so, oh my God. Also, I'm, by the is... way, Chicago Bears struggling. Which just how which bad. how how yeah that defense is insane I don't how? know how <laughs> like fucking well, how I, actually I'll tell you how Mitch Trubisky is is shit <laughs> oh yeah he's he's God like I want I a lot of people are like um I know if you're into betting a lot of people are like man Mitch Trubisky look at these eyes blah 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 holy fuck is he holding that team back it's crazy it's it is he the next Mark Sanchez essentially here. I don't. I mean, look, I, I think that it's it's the same situation that the Broncos are going through right now. I know, again, always going back to the Broncos. Well, when your team is a dumpster fire in more than one area. Well, I could. Yeah, I'm allowed to. Well, we were just talking about the (laughs) before the show. The Broncos right now are two and six, but are fourth in total defense, um, (laughs) in, in the league. But they're two and six, and that's because of their offense. 
And it's the same thing with the Bears. If you go down to number seven, the Bears are number seven in all defense. And, you know, they're struggling as well just because of their offense. And, and you look at their offense, and it's really been Mitch Trubisky that's struggling. Um, and they had a heartbreaking loss last week. It's And it's it's one of those things where your guy was like, oh, we finally found our kicker. And then you have one miss like that last week to lose a game, and then all those all those thoughts pop up again. So, oh my god, dude! So yeah, oh it'll be interesting god. how you bounce back. Uh, the double blink. Yeah. Uh. Uh, those, so I mean, those are some questions. Oh, uh, Pat's decided to uh, also make another kicker change. Looks like. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say Gaskowski was hurt and or is he on so he, IR like I don't even yes, know yes he's he's out for season so he had they he had hip surgery was gotcha. what happened so he had season ending hip surgery so he'll be he'll be back next season um yeah but, he was yeah. struggling I was like something's gotta be wrong yeah something there. was up with him I mean he he's robotic um yeah. honestly he'd be like best kicker in the league if Tucker still didn't exist you know like just it, mm. it's absurd um no, so he had season-ending injury. It came out of the blue, really, because there really wasn't any any reports on it, but I guess it was just him struggling that bad. It's like, no, just go get better so you don't hurt yourself even worse kind of thing. But then Patriots have made some weird moves at kicker and punter, which is just so weird to think about. But it, that's what's been happening with them recently. I have no idea. <laughs> no fucking idea. Anyway. I mean, yeah. I think, like, to Kickers. wrap up the segment, I think there there is some interesting... I mean, uh, look, a lot of... A lot of it is the same. Um, Patriots eight and zero is not surprising, and uh, I think, and you know, Kansas City leading the AFC West. Uh, Green Bay is one another thing that I hit that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, Green Bay is seven and one. I thought they were going to be a bounce back. This Let's year, and talk they about been. that fucking game last week. Dear God. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> huh? I, I've never yeah. got twenty one points in fantasy off a single touchdown before. Uh, you know, it's funny because me and Brendy, I forget who was on. It might have been me, Brendy and Zach, or me, Brendy and Malachi. And I I had the game on my laptop in front of me, but obviously I was focusing on the screen. And I looked down, and I seen Aaron Jones celebrating, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I was like, I hope this was just a run. And then I, they showed the replay. The first thing they showed was they went five wide. There was nobody in the backfield. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I look at the score, and, and yep. Bobby took the win for fantasy this week. But. Dude, it was so fun. It was funny, too. I was getting confused how I was getting, like, two touchdowns from Jones and Rodgers. I'm like, I didn't think there were, there were passes. But then I looked at the replay. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess they were. Okay. I, I guess that counts. Let's <laughs> go. Bless you. Wow, God, Sorry. fuck Kazutite, Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was a fun game to watch, and they kept calling back Jones for touchdowns. I think that happened to him twice in that game, and he still yeah. fucking scored three. It was ridiculous. So, I don't yeah, know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers back bounce bounce back this year. For I, sure. I I don't know if you saw my message. You didn't really respond to me, but I I'm really starting to see your point with Rodgers. Oh no, I, I mean, <laughs> so I, I was I was talking again to before the show i was telling him uh, that uh john who has been on the show i think twice um mm-hmm. is my roommate he's a baltimore everything except for hockey because they don't have a team but anyway so he's a ravens fan and i you know obviously so two things i get on him about right so the first thing uh it's all about lamar jackson right and i'm loving lamar jackson right now yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm high on him um and so is john however 
every time we're watching a Ravens game here, because you know we're I, we both go to school around Baltimore, so the Ravens game is always on. So every time he runs the ball, he starts like biting his nails. Like, and I'm not—I don't mean that like literally, like like figuratively. Like he he's like, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, why, dude? The fucking dude can run. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things, like like a Robert Griffin thing where you don't want to see this guy get injured, but that's his fine. biggest asset. But that's the legs. thing. It's like a, the two, this two-way quarterback is fun and extremely useful. Like that's the, yeah. high, it's powering that offense. So the second yeah, thing, like you can't, you can't like hold him. Like that's his game. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I don't know why I, I still can't understand why he's against that. I mean, yes, he can get hurt. I understand that. That's I'm not that stupid, but it, I he'll be fine. And then the second thing was I made a comment today. I was talking about how so the Pats and the Ravens meet uh, this Sunday night. So obviously we're, we're chirping at each other. And uh, I made a we were just kind of talking on football in general. And he said uh, or I, I made a comment about Rodgers. I'm like, dude, he's like the best scrambler in the league. He's like, hello, Lamar Jackson. You know, the same guy <laughs> who's biting his nails every time he runs. I'm like, I clarified. I'm like, no. I'm not talking about him being able to run the ball. I'm talking about him being able to get out of the pocket Scramble, and still be yeah. able to, 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 you know, create space and throw a dime. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers it's like a 50 yard the, dime. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's the one thing I remember with Aaron. Like I always remember with Aaron Rodgers, like after he retires is this guy can run out of the pocket, throw off his back foot across his body and throw an absolute dot 50 yards. down. Like it, it, he it's, is ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I always thought he was just so dynamic. Yeah. And, and then look, I mean the, the Packers finally figured out their fucking defense and look where they are. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? You so, need a good defense to do that. So they're, they're fun to watch right now. Yeah. Aaron Jones and, is the man too. Yeah. So I think, uh, like I said, I, I want to just touch on a few teams to, to uh, finish out the segment, but I mean, overall, again, as always some good races, I'm, I'm excited to see the AFC South, which I did not think I'd be saying at the beginning of the season. Like that's, that's a really good division right now. And, um, and, and uh, like, I know this sounds dumb, but I'm, I'm literally saying this uh, truthfully. Like I'm actually excited to see who finishes with the worst record. Like, <laughs> because just between the dolphins and the Bengals right now, like they are trying really hard to get to it. And <laughs> you, you cannot forget about tank the ball. And, and you... I, and I, I yeah, well, the Falcons as well, yes. But yes, I mean, Falcons, the Falcons are a good win. But right. if you remember in the preview show, I said week 16, the Bengals play the Dolphins, and that literally could decide. Like, that's going to be a huge game, and dude, I'm not messing around. Like, that's dude, gonna that game's going to end. Game. That, no, no, that game's going to end in a tie. It's going to be the zero. sloppiest game we'll ever see. So, but like that is a that might be a matchup where the two teams are legitimately both trying to lose. Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to figure out how, as a coach, you do that. I'm really trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Like, it, it, how do you? And also, also, here's another thing. What would the fans want you to do? So let's say probably you're, lose. Well, that's the thing. Like, so let's say you're a Miami fan, right? And you let's say for whatever reason you're attending this game. Might be. I was about to say it might be their best attending game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'm, I'm saying like. If you're a fan and the, you're, I mean, their season's over anyway, both of them. Like, I mean, forget it, but like, let's look at Miami, right? So Miami is, you know, yeah, 0 and 7. And let's say they're 0 and 15 going into or, or whatever, going into, they haven't won a single fucking game coming up to this next game. And neither has Cincinnati. Literally, whoever loses this game gets Tua, right? Yeah. 
What do you, as a Dolphins fan, want? Do you so, want to so, see your team actually win a game and not finish the season uh, unvictorious? Or well, do you want to literally tank for Tua? Well, so if if the Dolphins lose to the Bengals, they'll they'll probably lose out the season because the last game is against the Patriots. So, oh my fucking rip! Uh, so I, I'm actually they're like, gonna be playing against of, the Pats third string at that point. So yeah. I, I'm looking at the schedules like for both the teams, yeah. and between the two, I actually think that the Bengals are probably the more likely team to go zero and sixteen. Uh, because they have such a hot, like the Bengals have been winning or they've been losing, um, e- they've been losing games that you would expect them to win, even with wow. Annie Dalton. Yeah. Um, but like, so, so I, I just want to read off the rest of the Bengals. So you, you played the Ravens at home and then at Oakland, which that's probably the most winnable. And then it's Steelers, Jets, Browns, Patriots, and then the Dolphins, of course, and then the Browns again. So I th- I I, th- I personally think you know and and I'm I'm going back and forth between the Dolphins. It's like the Dolphins' hardest um, team that they would play uh, would be the Patriots, uh, and then the next would be the Eagles, and then every other team they could probably beat. Um, so I I I I'm starting to favor the Bengals in this tank for two a thing. Bungles. Yeah, um, but that that does. That, that does beg the question, though. Like, are the Falcons like in the in contention for this? So it's it, so out of the out of the teams, it would be uh, Cincinnati, Miami, Washington, and you. That's right. your contention. And Denver, oh, oh, me, me personally, would round out the five. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I'm tanking for Tua. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so um, here, here's something we don't talk about though. Um, what's best for Tua here? Because not even from a, you know, lull, you're a, a Bengal or lull, you're a Dolphin, right? So yeah. the question is, does Cincinnati let go of Dalton if they get Tua? Now, if you're a logical person, you say yes, because Andy Dalton fucking sucks. But <laughs> they're so loyal to him that they don't want to let him go. I, I think I said this when we did our, our preview show was that, I mean, they should have let him go like two years ago. I mean, he's not good anymore. I mean, so, I know, you know, yeah. Green's been hurt and whatever, but come on. He's not there anymore, man. He's just not, right? So let's assume that Cincinnati tanks, they get Tua, but they don't let go of Dalton. So that means Tua is is probably second fiddle. Like, for a, Well, I don't know. I mean, they might do it for a year. Um, I don't, I don't know. It'd be weird. And then, but if he gets drafted by the dolphins, I'm almost, you know, 90% certain that he's starting week one. Like, because I mean, really, who else are they going to play? So, so what about the Redskins? That's a good well, question. Redskin, well, I mean, the Redskins have Haskins though. Like, yeah. That's their guy. Okay. I, but I, here's the thing. You actually bring up a good point about like, what's best for Tua? Because the thing with the dolphins is like, you draft Tua. There are still, and I'm not saying the Bengals don't have this, but there's still so many holes around that it's going to be tough to. You're putting him in a position to to not succeed, right? To fail. It's and that's the sorry. thing. No, and, and like I said, the Bengals the same thing, but the Bengals have pieces. They have at no least the Bengals have AJ Green, right? The, the, and the, he's, he's the a beast, have, dude. Yeah, the Bengals have Joe Mixon. They have AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. Um, they they got guys somehow winless. By the way, yeah, I, 
like and by like a lot. And you look at the Dolphins, like you'd have him throwing to like Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. Um, like that's like literally all I like. Like, like practice squad people. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'll be honest, I uh, this might you know might be something we have to go back to for like an NFL draft preview or something. I, but yeah, absolutely. I'll be I'll be honest, like I. <sighs> I see. Uh, the, Are you about to say what I think you're about to say? I'm about to say what I think I'm about to say. I could see Tua kind of being like a Marcus Mariota type of guy, um, who he he obviously has a lot of hype, and he will have some brilliance, like some brilliance, and will be a guy that uh, can can do well. But he he's already having injury problems in uh in college right now, and a lot of what Mariota has been dealing with the NFL is injuries, but has has been his problem like that's what i could see i don't know yeah and i i was i've been talking to tyler a lot about this i I, this is what i thought you were gonna say tyler um you know i i've kind of been thinking like as the nfl season has been going on and the college football season um and this kind of you know came back up to me when tennessee played alabama um and tennessee actually played really well um but I'm not a hundred percent sold on Tua. I'm, I'm really either. not. I'm not either. Um, like, let me put it this way: it's got a nice, hit like, nifty hashtag, doesn't it? Like, ring to it. So, Tua probably is like maybe the you know probably the best quarterback in the class, or like maybe like maybe like one or two. Um, the only way I'm drafting him. Is if like I need a quarter like it like so like yeah. so there's some there's some teams that are, like are bad but don't need a quarterback like the Redskins right um but that but you know then again there's also like the you know the Bengals and Dolphins so like I'm not sure if he's worth the number one overall pick is what I'm trying to say I I I, I think I think he I think he's probably a mid for, like realistically in a perfect world I would have him like in like the mid first round. All right, I'm giving this to you. I, well, I, I'm not disagreeing, but you're definitely in the minority. I, I, I know I am. I, I know I am. I, I Like I said, though, like I'm not really sold on Tua either, and that's why I'm kind of comparing him to a Mariota because this is a guy with a lot of promise. And like I feel like like Mariota, I don't know how old he is now, but he's he's definitely like not you know, he, he's, he's getting into his prime and I still feel like people think there's promise there, but he's just had like so many injuries. But the thing about this draft class is like Justin Herbert would be, uh, probably the second ranked quarterback coming out of well, his class. I, I was going to say Eason. Eason. How about like, what do you think about Jake Fromm? Um, no, not, I, I'm not sold on Jake Fromm. I think Jake Fromm is way too many, like maybe like late second round, early third round. So, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I seen something on Twitter and I, and I don't know who it was from, but it was like a really good analogy. I think like they could see Jake Fromm struggling at the next level, like in the NFL, mm-hmm. but they compare him to like a Kellen Moore where he would struggle in the NFL, but would be a really good offensive coordinator because he's so smart. Uh, it's just yeah. like Kellen, Kellen Moore didn't work out for, and but he's like a smart guy. Now the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, uh, and I thought that was a really good comparison. And and I don't, yeah. you don't want to take it away from a guy who hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet, but it just kind of, I kind of get that sense as well. Yeah, and it, it's that, that's a good point. And another thing is like, 
I, I'm I'm kind of briefly going through like the top quarterbacks in the class. It's like this is kind of a weak quarterback class in general. Yeah, it is. Um, like you have, you know, you have Tua, and then you have Jake Fromm, and then you know, other than that, it's like the third might be, you know, like you said. Um, sorry, I, I said the the top two would be Tua and Eason. Is what I'm trying to say. And then number number three, and after that, kind of debatable. Like maybe, maybe East or maybe from maybe Montez from Colorado. I, I don't know. Like it's it's not a good class, so it's hard to tell. Um, yeah. So if if I'm an NFL team that needs a quarterback, do I wait another year possibly? Because like though that's going to be a good quarterback class. You got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, I I mean I I it's tough because in this day and age I mean you you need to succeed like it's all about winning now and that is a good point I mean there is next year will be another good class and do you do you sacrifice another year and you know a lot of but money because, <laughs> yeah and, and like this is actually a really good um this is a really good um futures class this is a really good class for offensive and defensive lines. You have, um, I'm sure you guys know, you know, Chase Young out of Ohio State. Yeah, absolute um, monster. That man's a beast. Um, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of good pieces. Um, so it's like, do you just like build your team like with these, um, with, with these linemen this year and then like next year go for a quarterback? It, it, yeah. It's, mm. I don't know. Again, it is something tough uh, because there is a lot of a lot of value offensive defensive line mm-hmm. in this in this class. Uh, and obviously, like you always have your defensive guys be high picks and stuff like that, too. I I just look at this draft class and you're right. I mean, QB wise, it's like Tua. I think there's like there, it's Tua and then kind of everybody else. I feel like people. Are I, I would say it. I would say I would say Justin Herbert would probably be the second. Yeah, Justin Herbert I think would be the second. Although, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Oregon just because I don't watch a lot of Pac-12. So I, I, I it's tough for me to definitely give a big, uh, you know, look at everything with him. I mean, he's <laughs> definitely good, and it was the guy that uh, the Broncos were actually looking to get last year, but. I don't know, but it is interesting. Like, if you're like, if if the Dolphins are to get the first pick, I think you have to go to a. And, yeah. And quite frankly, I mean, maybe the Bengals as well, because like, if well, looking from the outside, maybe the Dol- maybe the Bengals think, you know, Andy Dalton's still maybe the guy, and you get one more, a few more pieces, and you can do something. I don't think so, but you're maybe they think that. Stupid if you do that. You're stupid. <laughs> but if you do that. he's not but it, team, man. Like, but a team like you know the the Falcons, Redskins, um, you know the Broncos have Drew Locke, who hopefully he'll get a chance. Like I don't think it's your number one priority to draft. So, to- so okay, and I sorry, I just want to ask one more question. Um, <laughs> yeah. So between the Dolphins, Bengals, Redskins, and Falcons, I think the answer is kind of obvious. But between those four. What team would you say would be more like or the most likely to trade the number one pick for other picks Ooh. or like another player? I don't or think I don't any know. of them can afford to do that. Well, it, if, I mean, uh, it'd be you. Probably. Like, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, me personally, I but, would. Uh, 
Okay, let me. I, I would probably say either the Redskins or the Falcons. Let me ask you. So, yeah. you your your sort of impression that Matt Ryan's still still your guy for quite a while, right? Am, am I am I understanding that correctly? Uh, for the next five years, yeah. Okay, so does does most of Atlanta feel that way? Uh, most of Atlanta. Um, if you were to ask last, if you're to ask us last season, the answer would be no. But this season, like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has actually been playing really well. So, mm. like, <laughs> the the honestly, this city is more of like when he when he plays well, like everyone loves him, and when he sucks, you know, everyone wants him gone. But personally, I, I'm I I would say most of the city is still on the Matt Ryan train. So you're saying that if if Falcons get the number one pick somehow, and then trade it. You don't think Atlanta will burn to the ground over over this? I it depends on the return. So like I, oh, I remember, yeah. so I remember um, it was a couple years ago. The Titans got the number one pick, and like they didn't really need it, so they traded it to the. I think it was the Rams who the Rams drafted Goff, of course. Mm. Um, and the Titans got a lot of picks in return, so. I, I think if the Falcons were to trade the number one pick and were to get like a pretty big, you know, haul in picks, then I would be I would be fair, fairly satisfied. And I think most of Atlanta would be, too. OK, I mean, then it would definitely uh, be you guys. I don't think the Redskins gain anything out of doing that. Well, well, here's the thing. If you're the Falcons and you have the first pick, you trade it to a team that's looking for Tua. You know, like you trade them to the Falcons, right. the, yeah. the Dolphins or the Bengals. Like, and I think like a guy like. I mean, I know you would agree with this. Like Chase Young, like if he's there for the Falcons, you take him. But does that? But right. does that? Does that hurt it though? Right. So let's say Falcons get number one pick. Miami wants it, right? Miami mm-hmm. basically offers everything but the kitchen sink to you guys. I mean, <laughs> like you know, unprotected like all picks. the draft picks in the class. Well, on, on you know, unprotected picks, everything like that. You know, that kind of stuff. Since Miami has, you know, even not not even mentioning the quarterback position, a lot of rebuilding to do to get that team to even contend in the AFC East. Is it worth it? Yeah. That's my question. What's well, the thing? For, it, for, it, from the Dolphins' perspective? Yes, because, like, because, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a steal for Atlanta, right? Because if yeah. the Dolphins are willing to cough up that much for that first overall pick when you don't need it, right? It's great for Atlanta. I mean, that's not even a question. I'm sure nobody would, would, would fault Atlanta for making that deal. What I do question, though, is because I know Atlanta is going to set that price high, especially with a, a headliner as Tua at the front of right. the draft class. So let's say the Dolphins give away a ton of picks, right? So Dolphins get Tua, and that's fine, and maybe he does great. But then everything else is going to fall because of that type of trade, right? So is it even worth it at that point? I mean, this is this is typical trade, you know, one-on-one talk here, right? You know, how much, you know, what's the worth of it and everything like that. But I gotta wonder for a team like the Dolphins that need a lot more than a quarterback to be good again, if getting rid of all those picks is worth it for for the yeah, first they, rounder. They That's my lot, question. They have a lot more than I, a quarterback than they need. <laughs> yeah. So my thing about the Dolphins is like, I don't think the Dolphins would make that trade. I I okay. really don't. So I think the team more likely to make the trade would be the Bengals or the Redskins, and actually not even the Redskins, just the Bengals, because the Bengals are like. You know, the Bengals will need a quarterback, but like, you know, if if they, you know, they trade up, they take Tua, um, then most of the holes that they could, most of the holes um, 
that they could solve, they could probably get like in later rounds or they could wait until next year, depending on how many picks they traded away to the Falcons. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I, a lot of their problems have, have come from their um, passing defense. Mm. Um, you know, but because I think we can all agree, like other than Andy Dalton, like the Bengals actually kind of have a solid offense. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I, 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 I say solid. I, I, I mean, like they're it's a good offense minus Dalton. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can agree. Um, with that. Okay. So you know, you if you fill in, you know, a, a couple, you know, third, fourth rounders, you know, try to plug up some of those holes on defense. You know, Bengals might be, you know, a six seven win team next season we'll see are there any contracts up next year what's well, that off the bat uh, for the, any contracts for the up for the Bengals? uh, uh well, i don't know i mean it is still interesting like, like aj green is a guy that they were shot or it sounded like they were shopping at least so i wonder if they're um, ready to dump i wonder because like i think joe mixon i mean he's struggling this year but like that's a that's a guy like again comparing the dolphins to the the Bengals and what you're talking about like what to it is like i can't i the dolphins are straight away uh kenny and drake and i forget who they're i don't even know who they're yeah they're full dump mode is. dude um so. the the yeah i'm looking at the bangle like all the Bengals contracts there's not really any important ones that are expiring like the closest one like that's major would be joe mixon but that's not for another three years oh, so okay yeah so then there's no yeah okay so the Bengals are definitely making that trade if, if atlanta or the skins get that pick and make a deal but I, I, I still believe that if you got the pick or it's going to got a pick, they are asking for a fuck ton for, mm-hmm. for that pick. Jesus Christ. Because like and like even even if the Falcons don't trade the pick, which I would be shocked if they didn't. They, I mean, look, you draft, you know, Chase Young or Andrew Thomas, number one, and that's that. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. that's satisfying. And everyone no gets what pissed for Tua at that point. For exactly. Tua. There's a new hashtag. Falcons aren't drafting Tua. Oh no, no, I wouldn't expect uh, that. Unless, unless, of course, Matt Ryan suddenly decides to retire, which he's not going to. I don't know. I mean, who would have thought Luck would have done his thing? Man, you never know. I, 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 I was kind of joking with Brundy, like with the Broncos, like, "Hey, tank for Tua," but like, obviously, they, ha- I, I. I want to see what Drew Locke has, um, and they have holes that they can fill as well. But I think, yeah, it, it's going to all come to circumstance. And, uh, it is. If and, it's the Dolphins, obviously, they definitely take them. And Tyler, how frustrated were you watching the draft last year when the Broncos were, like, toying with drafting Drew Locke? <laughs> we were on call for well, that when that happened, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, weren't we on the po- I feel like we were doing a podcast. Yeah, it was. Well, we were just about to start it or something. Yeah, well, I think it was. I was recording already, and that was happening. So I added it in there. Right. Oh, yeah. that's oh, what it was. What episode was that? God damn it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember exactly, that. Yep. That was, that was a good time. And, and now Joe Flacco's out for the year. So once, uh, I mean, Drew Locke's on injuries right, right now. Right, but, but he should get his time. But yeah, we uh, we do have to move on. We took a lot longer than we wanted to, but that is okay because that was a good discussion. We definitely got to talk about Tua in the draft class soon because yeah, well, there, there's, a lot, there's actually I'm, a lot more questions than I originally I I think uh, when you know the college football season is done and we do start getting closer to the draft, we can kind of talk because it is interesting. And Brundy again does bring up a good point. Like the the draft class, this the quarterback draft class, um, outside of like the top two is mediocre. So do you wait 
next year. But um, for right now, let's move on to in case you missed it. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right, boys. So we, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, I, I hesitated on on that for some stupid reason. So we have all been to an airport more than once, correct? Yes, I think. Uh, well, Tyler, I get, I get, Tyler I guess if you've been to... on a plane, you would have to go to an airport at least twice. But I mean, I, I just sneak one. onto the runway and hope for the best. I mean, that's what I personally <laughs> try and do. I mean, yeah, Tyler had Tyler just like, wants to keep cursing at Philly, so. <laughs> You're just like uh, yeah. Woody from Toy Story 2. <laughs> um, but anyway, so have you guys ever like in like nothing illegal, like a knife or anything or a gun, but like, have you guys ever like accidentally managed to like get something past TSA that probably wouldn't for most of the yes. people? Actually, oh, really? uh, what would this be? I accidentally. So like my mom like got pissed at me for this, but I, I was like young and didn't realize. I brought, like, we were going to, like, Florida for a week, so obviously I was bringing, like, your usual stuff, like toothpaste, toothbrush, like, all those kind of things. And I put cologne in my, I didn't put it in my bag to, like, go on the, the under the plane. Like, I put it in, like, my carry-on. And, <laughs> wow, like, how did it you was, do that? But, like, it was in a book bag in another bag for like because i was trying to like keep it like just in case it like leaked out or something just i want you to meet like, a nice babe while you're out right yeah exactly <laughs> so i somehow got the throw and like i was going like after we got to the uh you know after we got settled and got to where we were i like pulled everything out i mean and she's seen that like come out of my carry-on she's like was that on the plane with you i was like uh uh yeah she's like what what the hell like you this and that like i did not know i am sorry yeah (laughs) i'll say uh i never snuck anything and i i I haven't flown that often i've been on a plane four or five times uh but i will say that every single time i've been to the airport i am always pulled aside every (laughs) time so pants down Fuck it, it's terrible. It's so annoying. Have you ever got <laughs> have you ever gotten a full cavity search? Not no, not never a cavity. Never unfortunately. Um okay. no. I, I no. They would just they pulled me aside and it's like I forget, isn't it like shirt off at least or something like that? You have to take my belt off. So I'm basically well, like stripping down and I have to stand in this huge tube and put my hands up and it's dumb. I don't know why me, but whatever. Randomly they, selected. So they they've never made they never made me um like remove any clothing thankfully but like there's been times where like I remember what the I've process been, was I, this was like back in the time where like pat downs were still okay and not like the full you know like hands like being massaged kind of shit that they do for searching now <laughs> um but basically the process here is uh you go through TSA if um if it you know if it goes off then like they check you really quick see if like there's like a belt or like mm-hmm. a you know you know something on you that you just forgot yeah um and if you go through it beeps off again then they'll do like the the little you know the swat down as i like to call it 
Um, and then if they find if the, if they find something, you know, they'll walk you through again. And if it goes off again, that's when you get the full cavity search. So you basically get like four strikes. <laughs> I, um, I, I have to mention this. This podcast is going to be three hours long. But why <laughs> is it like you, you if you have a laptop, you have to like only put the laptop in like one of those trays and like not then nothing else can be in there. Like, I don't um, understand. You can, you, I, I'm, I'm going to take a, a wild guess. Um. I think besides the that it could be a bomb, you know, because of all the electronic parts that someone can easily make yeah. into a bomb. On top of that, I also I saw. Uh, do not ask me how I found this video, but there was a video of a guy that I've or some kid I should say some kid. He like did a modification to his disc tray on his laptop so that he could hide weed in it, and <laughs> so. And now disc trays really don't exist on laptops anymore. This is this is part of the story, so I'm glad you brought that up. But continue. Sweet, but yeah. So I guess what I would say is is like when laptops were fucking massive, now they're thin and they typically don't have disc trays on their laptops anymore because I I just bought one and it definitely doesn't have one. Um, I I guess that was part of it too, was just because people could hide stuff in there, like even like a small knife or something Mm -hmm. like that. So who knows? Well, I bring that up because the last time I went to Georgia, uh, coming back home, I I got a tray, took the laptop out of the tray, put the laptop case in the tray, and then put the laptop on top, like with the like with my charger and stuff like that. Mm. And they were like, "Nope." I had to pull it aside. I was like, I had to wait for twenty minutes for it to go to like through some machine, this and that, and it was literally just because I had other stuff in there with my laptop. Okay. I, like, I, 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 I haven't had that happen. I don't think I've bought my laptop on a plane, so. Yeah. I, I don't. So. Yeah, I was about to say I, I, I haven't either. But so this is gonna sound like a, a, another weird question. But um, have you guys ever taken? <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Have you guys ever taken a field trip or like some sort of tour to a prison? No. Uh to a prison. Yeah, or like, have you ever like just toured one for fun? I did. Um, I mean, I the where I live, I'm close to the uh, Eastern State Penitentiary, um, and they do a Halloween thing where they fill the prisons with actors and stuff, and they do like a haunted trail type thing. So I've toured a prison, but not for actually touring a prison, but I've seen the prison because of that. Gotcha. If that okay, makes sense. So. As as I'm sure you guys are aware, and this is kind of one of the reasons I brought up uh, TSA as well, um, people you know like to smuggle things, right? Mm, um, and you're you're always going to try to find a way to uh, get around the system. So yep. so there's this uh, you know this man in the uh, in, in the United Kingdom. Uh, so he's he's uh, he's been a bad boy. He's going to go to prison. Um, but you know, while he while he's in prison, you know he's gonna want to you know light up a joint, you know smoke some weed. Uh, but you know it, it you know it's not gonna be allowed while you're in prison. So what does he do? Where do you think he he uh, hit a joint? Yeah, Just up I'm his sure. ass. Yep, <laughs> not up his ass. Even no, wait, it, it's not up his ass. What? If you say what I, I think swear to God, no, it's not. It's not what you think it is. All right, cool. All right, we're cool. We're square. Um, he hid 
I'll just go ahead and yeah, say go, it. Go he attempted to he attempted to smuggle cannabis into prison by hiding it in a balloon up his nose. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Why? And Why? Here's here's the thing. This what happened. What the fuck? Here's the thing. This happened 18 years ago. Apparently, he forgot about it while he was in prison. It, uh, he thought that apparently, like, or I. He said he forgot how he smuggled it. Basically, like he was like he's like I couldn't remember like if I like hit it in my mouth or like somewhere else. But apparently, so like after he got out of prison, he was having like a lot of like sinus problems and he wasn't sure why. Oh my god! And according according to this article, this is from Sky. Uh, over the next two decades, the balloon developed into a I, I don't know how to pronounce this a rhinolith. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that is, but oh wait, it says right here. It's it's a stone in the nasal cavity formed as calcium and magnesium uh, salts build up around the rubber. So this caused him to get regular sinus infection, but it wasn't really that big of a deal um, until it developed into painful headaches when he finally sought treatment 18 years later. Uh, and that's when doctors discovered the balloon filled with uh, marijuana. <laughs> I just don't know how you forget. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, so his doctors performed a CT scan, God. discovered it, and it was uh, surgically removed. And three months after the surgery, the patient reported that all of his symptoms had disappeared. Oh, can you? You ever like blow your nose and you get everything and it just feels amazing? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be that times a hundred. It's actually, you know what, Brandy, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna one up your story here, but I read a similar story on Reddit the other day. But this was a kid who did this. He apparently, when he was little, liked to put rocks in his ear, and he left. <laughs> so he apparently left one in there for uh, a, a few years. Like he said, he forgot the kind of similar scenario to the guy you're talking about, but he left it in his ear. And then he said he could hear something happening in his ear and he remembered the rock, but then just didn't do anything about it. And finally, you know, he went to doctors and they kept saying, oh, you have you have blockage, but we can't find anything. Uh, so at some point he finally just has enough and he goes in and grabs it himself. Mm -hmm. And he says it was like a pop coming out like it was. Oh, yeah. When I yeah. was really. When I was really young, I swallowed about 17 cents in dimes, nickels, and pennies. <laughs> so, so, so you can figure that out how, you know, mathematically I did that. But uh, but I had to go to the hospital for that. Nice. You cut off after 17 cents, and then you said hospital. Did they so have to, did they have to I flush had to go to you at all? I, I was like three or four. I don't remember it. I feel, like, I, I feel like I remember that story. I feel like you remember telling me that. That's What the fuck, Brenty? Yeah. How the fuck? I, okay, I gotta applaud this guy. He must be really good at packing boxes. If he's able to pack a fucking balloon full of weed <laughs> into his fucking nose, I'm not a smoker, so I, you I, know, I don't know everything I, about this kind of culture. But like, fucking Christ, how the fuck I, do you do that? Dude, I have a tiny ass refrigerator and freezer. Like, I need this man to. Put 
groceries for me. How the fuck do you forget about that? Explain that to me. You don't feel <laughs> was, that shit? Are you kidding me? It was me? high when he, it was extremely high when he did it. I don't know. I am fucking <laughs> triggered, dude. What the fuck? How the fuck do you? Never mind. Fucking, I'm done. Well, I'm so done I'm done curious now. what exactly like is you you know what what exactly was the size of the balloon and how much weed was in there? Because like. Saying. You, I, I can kind of understand depending on how far the balloon is up your nose and how small the balloon is. Like, I could kind of understand forgetting about it, but like, that I feel like if you were to do that, that's not really something you would forget. Well, th- but this is where I'm confused. So let's say he's uh, the smallest. For 18 years. Well, the smallest balloon I can think of right off the bat. I'm not a balloon connoisseur. But like the fr- the smallest thing I'll go with a lot of time is a balloon that you would use for like water balloons. Like they're yeah. pretty fucking small, right? But when you blow their shits up, like they're they can get pretty decently sized. I'm not saying it blew up in his nose; that would be preposterous. But like that 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 balloon is not that small that you would not feel that. I mean, I know what it feels like to breathe out of my nose. Also, like I'm curious if like he went to prison and was like, man, this person. It's like rubber and weed. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you don't smell that weed in there, especially when it's probably you know I don't know. I gotta imagine weed like rots or gets bad somehow at some point in time, right? Right? Or like, or you might just go nose blind to it. I, literally, well, I just don't, oh my god, I have so many question marks. Okay, <laughs> fucking Christ. All right. No, thank. Thankfully, I I found two really good websites where I could find like these <sighs> weird news stories. So I am very happy to uh, bring this to you guys. Um. So yeah, they, they, it's it's a uh, Sky News and the Huffington Post. So congratulations. <laughs> Sky News is something else, and Huffington Post is bleh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. so I I just want to mention this last story briefly. Um. Since I mentioned the TSA earlier, I've got another TSA story for you guys. Airplane stories. And this actually happened at um, the Newark Airport in New Jersey. Um, Jersey represent... No, fuck Newark. It's in North Jersey. So, like, you know, sometimes, like, I'll accidentally... Or not sometimes. Like, this only happened, like, maybe once or twice where, like, I had, like... um, like the the like the spray cologne like Tyler had mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, but TSA is usually found it right away. It's like yeah, you you can't bring this on board. I was like oh, okay, I forgot about that. Um, so like stuff like that, it's 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 like oh you know that that sucks. You gotta take it off. But there's some stuff that's like so obviously like not gonna get past TSA that you question what the hell the person was thinking. <laughs> so let me put it this way, and I'm gonna try to. Pull up a, a picture for you guys. I might just have to take a screenshot and send yeah, it. Send it. Um, this man tried to uh, smuggle some toilet paper on board. Except uh, the toilet paper, uh, it, it was basically like a toilet paper roll. But um, see if you can. Um, oh, no, I'm so see, see if you can find uh, what's wrong exactly with it. <laughs> wait, wait, no. You're joking. Yep. What uh, is this? So what I'm just gonna this? just gonna describe it to a uh, describe yeah. it to the viewers. Yeah, please please uh, describe and, it. To, and, I'm good. I'm showing a picture on on the stream of this fucking thing. But so, please describe it for audio listeners. So it's basically a toilet paper roll, uh, merged into a like an old revolver. <laughs> 
I mean, uh, the revolver looks the, nice, not for nothing. That grip is something special, right there. Yeah. So, like the the you know the revolver, you know the the chamber or whatever has been Christ. removed and uh, <laughs> replaced with the toilet paper roll. Um. So obviously, travelers are not permitted to bring real or replica think? firearms through security checkpoints. Uh, TSA says it gave the man the option to place it in a checked bag. Hand it off to a companion or surrender it. He decided to give it to the TSA after all. Um, <laughs> like, okay. I, I, like, who is traveling and just goes, you know, I can't leave without my toilet paper gone. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying here. <laughs> like, okay, question. When you guys travel, are you bringing i mean okay i can understand if you bring toilet paper right i mean why not especially if you're going somewhere that you like have never been to right before, like right? those hotels that's fine. have like that cheap ass toilet paper oh like, yeah I that, bring and my that, own. that's fine but what the fuck do you need the holder for <laughs> like those shits are universal so what the fuck are you bringing this for and then on top of that was this on a carry-on is that what you said uh yeah, yeah it, it, so it it's it, it doesn't say if it was a carry on it's oh yes it so it okay i'm just double checking it's it was a carry on item why maybe he wanted you know to have his uh his role during the uh you know during the long I, flight i'm so i have a okay i, wish I have a couple questions was, can i ask them real quick I kind of wish it would say where he was planning on flying to How about, but, can we can we ask this question first where the fuck is this attaching how do you use this? <laughs> you well, can't so sit it on the handle. Uh, yeah. It looks like you'd have to like bolt it to a wall or something. So, so why do you have this <laughs> on the plane? <laughs> what the fuck are there, you people doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, to be fair, like it is, it is kind of cool. Like if it was in your house, oh, bolt it to a it wall. It looks great. But but you literally can't. So now my question is, you bring this. It's one thing. If you have a thing where you don't like toilet paper holders in hotel rooms, you need your own toilet paper <laughs> holder. Okay, whatever. Let people do what they want. But this seems so fucking useless. <laughs> I can't see where this attaches to or how it's supposed to be functional. If it's bolted to a wall, you're not putting a hole in a hotel so wall. That's money. But what the fuck? So so one what so one option fuck? I was so, so something I was thinking of is like that gun is like literally like just the holder for the toilet paper roll and like nothing else. So like maybe it's just like how he likes to hold his toilet paper rolls. Can you imagine if he's like traveling with his wife or something like and he he's in the hotel and he's in the bathroom, she's just kind of sitting on the bed or something like, or getting ready and oh he's like gosh. he's yes. like he's like, "Hey babe, can you grab my gun?" <laughs> fresh or, or out of just, ammo in here if you know what i mean or just imagine like you're like the maid in the hotel room stuff out of the bag like you're the maid walks in and, like the guy pulls out a fucking gun and he's like he's like oh my fucking god he's like what it's just my toilet paper I, I i can't i you know what this actually might be the ultimate power move if you go to rob somebody because it's like you point the gun this gun at the cashier and we're like all right listen up give me all the money and I have a toilet paper roll right here for when you shit your pants, because obviously you're scared to death. So, like, I, I can't tell if this is, I, dude, I, you fucking broke me with these two stories. I hope you fucking know. 
<laughs> I, 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 I'm just I'm so. I'm very glad to hear that. I have, I, you know what? I'm a filmmaker. I'm making a documentary on the guy who fucking handed this over. I, I need to go find him. I, 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 you need, you need to tell me how you live your daily life, like right I, now. It, it would be interesting to know, like, where he was going and, or where he, you know, how long the flight was. Was it like an eight hour flight? And he was like, I know I'm going to have to shit, so I'm, I got to bring my toilet paper. Like, I don't know. No, not even as toilet paper. It's literally just the fucking roll. Yeah, like, the gun. I mean, I don't, I'm confused. Like, I, wonder... no to- I mean, maybe they took the toilet paper <laughs> off, but yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> you see the TSA, like, like, yeah, um, you can have the toilet paper back, but the gun stays with us. And do you think they, like, <laughs> and fought the over that later? Like, oh, so it looks so good in my apartment. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can only imagine like Fuck, TSA man. just like laughing as they're taking. Dude, I, like, are you serious? I gotta wonder, like, for stuff like this, especially this, right? You have to be losing your fucking mind, like, when you're looking at this thing. I also got to figure, or maybe they become desensitized to it because it, it definitely happens a lot more than I think. The finding sex yeah. toys or something like that that they have to take off for whatever reason, like it's made of metal or something like that. Like, yeah. what, what do you do when? TSA takes your butt plug or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you're seriously. a TSA agent. It's like pull it out of the bag and like you're like, yeah, I know what this is, but in my like in my head, like I know what this is. It's like, ma'am, what is this? I, like I'm TSA <laughs> and I know I'm wearing gloves anyway, but I don't want to fucking touch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they. I, I was gonna say like it's probably. <sighs> I mean, look how many airports, how many people are traveling a day? Like, dude, this probably happened like several times a day. Yeah. Probably the highlight of the day. Also, real quick, shout out to our TSA lovely workers there. They deal with a lot of shit. Not for nothing. I know. I I, I, listen. Listen, I know they can be dicks sometimes. I know. I know. I know. But they do go through a lot in a day. Tyler, did you not like pass through Atlanta TSA? Like, what the fuck, dude? It's ten times worse for us. Uh, well, I'll be honest. I got lucky both times, but uh, there's been times like you just, you know, depending on when your flight is, you're just in that line for what it's, feels like three so hours. Florida so, sucked, Tyler. When we went to Florida, yeah, that was. So I will say Atlanta has gotten a lot better, but I think it's because like I've changed my flight scheduling to like. So I only fly like early in the morning or super late at night now. Like I no longer fly during like three p.m. You see, I drive yeah. doing that now. It'd be like open highways. Or, like, I, like, what do you mean? So I do a lot of driving in in sort of long distances, right? So mm-hmm. and I always have to hit ninety five usually going from place to place. Like I have to get home using ninety five. I have to go to my girlfriend's using ninety five. Right. So and that's a fucking busy interstate at any point during the day when people are awake. However, if I'm up early in the really, really early in the morning, um, like way before like rush hour or stuff like that, or really, really late at night, like 11 or 12 o'clock, there's nobody. So yeah. I am just cruising. And I've been doing that a lot more lately. It's been. Very, yeah, very, I, I think that's a good way to drive. travel. The only like, I guess, concern for me would be like you're hopping out middle of the road yeah hey viewers don't take my idea it's my fucking road (laughs) fuck off Um, for god's sake yeah no this is that was a funny story that's fucking christ Um, i'm dead it it is one of those questions like did you really think this was getting through (laughs) but like i I just forget the getting through because i got to believe that this person wasn't even thinking about that they just casually put it in there i just want to know how they got to that point in their thinking that's what i want to know yeah like oh yep can't forget my uh can't forget my gun toilet paper holder 
And since since we are running low on time, uh, I do have one more story, but I'm just going to share very briefly, and we're not even going to really talk about it. Okay. Um, So, um, you know, Modern Warfare came out, and there's it's had its problems, but uh, there's actually going to be a big overhaul, and this is just a rumor, but according to Charlie Intel, so I think it's I think it's reliable. We like Charlie Um, Intel here. So the so number one, the mini map is going to be returning to normal. So like you'll be able to like, actually see gunshots on the mini map. Okay. Um, and also a lot of the uh, DLC maps have been leaked uh, for oh. the first batch of DLC maps. This I heard. I heard this um, one. It's gonna be a mix of uh, <gasps> COD Four and NW Two maps, and then some new ones as well. Some new Ground Wars, some new Ten v Ten. Um. So yeah. Uh, I'm here looks, in looks, Rust and looks Terminal. Like, looks like uh. Looks like Modern Warfare is due for a uh, pretty big overhaul coming sometime in this month. This is when yeah, I announced so that when Rust gets released for MWCPN, we'll be live streaming a uh, quick scope, no scope tournament, uh, 1600 Microsoft points. Uh, and trick shot players. last kill. Yeah, Don't trick shot last that. kill. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's something that we still, have, like me and you were going back to like only yeah. a few months ago. We would go back and play Rust. Trick shots, yeah. but um, yeah, that's another thing I do want to say about podcast. So episode forty is our trivia night. Episode forty-one, we will have a lot of guests on. We will be talking about the COD release and our thoughts. We want to give it some time, uh, to to marinate and for us to play. But you know what? Episode forty-one. Well, let's let's a little preview. About. How on a scale of one to five, one being the least satisfied and five being the most satisfied, where are we ranging at? Just a little preview. Uh, if, you, if you if you had asked me like a day or two after it came out, I would have said like maybe one point five. But now I now I would say probably four. Okay, I would say like three for me. I'm gonna say like four as well. I think maybe three and a half. I'm gonna say four. I'm happy with this game, but yes. Uh, so do we do we do we all agree that like after we played a few days, it got better? Oh yeah, for sure. I wasn't. Okay. I, I needed to get a custom. I didn't okay. see a lot of the troubles that happened right at the bat because I didn't. I, I pre-ordered, but I didn't get to play till the Monday after, just because I was busy. But once I did play, I mean, I, I I've had fun with it. I mean, there's glaring problems. I mean, the, the claymores. Oh my god! But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's glaring problems, and I see them now. But I, I still have fun with the game. I'm I'm getting used to the feel of the game. Um, and once I got used to that, everything is else is just kind of falling into place. Also, right. we were playing with Malachi yesterday, and we'll move on right after this, I promise. We were playing with Mal- me and Tyler were playing with Malachi yesterday, and he plays on PC, and we, me and Tyler play on Xbox, and I think Brendy does too. Watching Malachi play COD is like watching a cracked baby. Like, <laughs> dude, he was, like, he's, any, like, situation where he's, like, by himself, like, if it's, like, 1v3 or whatever, all you hear, and I'm, I'm going to try not to click too many things here, but it's like... Yeah, you, like you, it's you, ridiculous. You do, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's like, yeah, dude. There I, was a point yesterday. Where it was like one. We were playing cyber attack. It was one v five, and I had all the faith in him. <laughs> so I, I will say a lot of that, like those keyboard noises. He has genuinely just a terribly loud keyboard because, like, when we're playing Overwatch or any other PC game, it's still loud. So like it's just his keyboard. At it's that just point. funny, and then watching him too is even funnier because like he's just he's just jerking around like he's just he's it's like he's having a schizophrenic episode. It's weird. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway, yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. 
so we are going to move on to our second topic here. I uh, won't have as much time as we thought we would, but it's okay. I do want to talk about this because uh, right now uh, we are entering a time where a lot of sports are are kicking off, like hockey obviously kicked off. Um, but uh, we just had the World Series conclude. Congrats to the Nationals. Um but no, we fuck also, them, Nats. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. We're also and for everybody middle. doing the Lol Harper, fuck you too, by the way. I mean, it is kind of funny. No, it's no, fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck you. Uh, and we're also in the midst of the MLS uh, playoffs. And and I and this is a question that's kind of been on my mind for a while, dating back to the uh, man, this is going to be. This is tough to say, but when the Pirates were actually making the wild card and they would they would make that one game wild card game and lose, it was it would drive me insane. <clears throat> Excuse me, insane. But we're going to talk about uh, playoff format, like a one game playoff format versus a seven five game or seven game series. Uh, Brandy, I want to ask for like an MLS standpoint, something uh, new this year. What are your thoughts on like the one game playoff in the MLS? Um, so just some quick background. So ever since the uh, ever since MLS has started, it's been kind of how it is in the Champions League, where you play. So like let's let's say I'm Atlanta United and one seed, and then Tyler is the Union and they're the four seed. So uh, Atlanta United would obviously have um, would obviously have home field advantage. Uh, and they would play a they would play a two leg set, so they would essentially play two games. The first game is actually held at Philadelphia. The first game is played um, at the Lower Seeds Arena because yep. um, that's considered home field advantage. Because after the first game, then you know like what you need to score it, uh, during the second game. So like um, you know if the Union are hosting um, United. And the Union win the game one to zero. Then Atlanta knows in the second game, okay, we have to score at least one goal, and we're playing at home, so it's not too bad. Um, so that's how it originally was um, in MLS up until this year, where it became basically just like college basketball or the NFL, where it's one game and you're out. Um, so, so originally when. Atlanta United had their inaugural season. They kind of got a taste of that anyway with because they uh, got into a wild card slot against Columbus and lost. Um, so that's kind of what I experienced at first. And then the year that Atlanta United won the won the cup, um, they went, you know, obviously they went all the way through. And then it, it, it I should mention the MLS Cup itself is also just a one game elimination. Um, right. But the playoffs, um, so I, 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 th- I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, watching a, a two-leg series. You know, it was something different. I actually really enjoyed it because I knew, you know, no matter how poorly, you know, a team played in the first game or whatever, there was always a chance to bounce back. Um, luckily, Atlanta United didn't have that problem at all, and they ended up winning the Cup. Fast forward to this year, they changed the format. Um, so... Um, there's a couple things that I noticed. Uh, Atlanta United went to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lost. There's a few things that I noticed. Number one, um, a lot more offense was showcased in in this new format, like in the entire playoffs, than there ever has been. Um, usually in in the old format, it would just be like, okay, you know, the first leg it would just be one to zero, and then the next game would be, you know, 
two to one, you know, at best. Uh, meanwhile, um, you know, this season, fast forward, you had LAFC versus LA Galaxy in the uh, in the Western Conference semifinals, and the game ended five to three. Um, so there was a lot more offense going on throughout the entire playoffs. It wasn't just them. And then it also uh, provides a bigger opportunity, in my opinion, for an upset, which happened twice in both of the conference finals, where Seattle ended up beating uh, LAFC, who were um, huge favorites to win the whole thing. And then Atlanta, of course, ended up losing to Toronto. So I think from a fan perspective, it's actually really good. Um, I think my I think this was taken with a huge risk, too, because um, I I, kind of think of ratings as well. I I think Major League Soccer was kind of sacrificing, you know, additional, um, you know, game revenue or something like that in order to kind of create this kind of more intense playoff atmosphere. And I think so far this year, it seems to have worked really well. Um, So I I'll have to say. it's impressed me so far. I'd like to see how how it'll continue, um, but those are my initial thoughts in the one game thing. Yeah, it's, I agree with you about the whole offense thing. It definitely opened up um, with the Union when they played the Red Bulls. That game ended four three, and and as you mentioned, the LAFC game five three. And uh, while the Union were down three to one, by the way. Yeah, I yeah that I mean that's uh, <laughs> that was a crazy game and. So, so I like it. So the, my thing with the whole one game playoff thing across sports is, like I said, the first thing I kind of think about is the baseball, the wild card game. And I, I don't know how I feel about it because on one hand, it's like when we're talking about like the MLS, like it really, you have to be your best. You have to showcase your best. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, every every guy, every team, or every you know star player has their off day, and it's like, what if their what if their bad day just comes on, you know, one of these crucial days, and like, you know, really they should have been the team that goes through, but they didn't. Like, and and I get that it's a whole like it builds up the stakes and stuff like that. I do like what soccer, and and I don't really know if any other sport could implement it just because of circumstances, but I do like what soccer. European soccer does in terms of what Bernie talked about, um, playing over two legs and then uh, seeing who wins over aggregate. But again, I don't know really how any other sport would implement that. Now, if you look at a sport like, you know, basketball or, or you know, hockey, whatever, um, you know, those are, those are played over, seri- over series. And what you get is you get storylines from those series because there is – you know, a potential to play seven, you know, four to seven games and you get storylines out of that. And I think that makes that interesting. But on the flip side, out of a one game playoff, again, it's there's so much on the line and there's so much at stake that it kind of brings usually brings the best set of players. Uh, and, and, you know, even if you compare it to like, say, like the NCAA uh, March Madness, like that's all one game and that's so hyped. And I think it's so hyped mainly because it is one game and anything can happen. It, it's it's something that for a while I was like, 
this was bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And I think I really thought about that. Just I was biased because of what happened with the Pirates in the wildcard game. And maybe that's something in baseball where I don't think it should happen. I, I really don't know. Like, I don't have an answer for you. Right. But I, I sorry, I just want to add, I just want to add as a Braves fan, I am completely 100% on your side when you mentioned the one game wildcard playoff. Like, that is the dumbest shit in sports, in my opinion. Well, it was, I will add this. It was also frustrating. Because the Pirates got into the wildcard game two straight years as, like, they were a wildcard team, but they were the second best team in the in the NL. It just so happened that, I, I forget if it was, like, the Cardinals or the, the Cubs. First, the first team was, you know, in yeah. the same division. Yeah, so, like, we lost and because of the wildcard because of that, and it, like, pissed me the fuck off. And maybe that's why, but... Again, then you watch like these MLS games where you're having one games, and obviously the March Madness tournament is always awesome. And um, the NFL you know, playoffs. I was gonna say, yeah, the NFL playoffs for college football, like it's so hyped. I I just don't know. It's tough. And again, like I said, the storylines that get built, like especially over hockey, uh, there's a lot of as the series goes on, there's a lot of animosity. And for example, like the Vegas Golden Knights um, have this is their third year in the league. And the Sharks have had some bitter rivals, but because of the playoff series that both years that went seven games, that is uh, one of the biggest rivalries in the NHL right now. Uh, It is nasty, and that's because of a seven-game playoff series, and it just builds this animosity. So, I don't know. Bobby, I do want to get your thoughts on this, because I know, obviously, like being a hockey fan, you're always accustomed to the seven-game series. Um, But what are your thoughts? This is what I'll say, is that um, I think... And I'm. It's gonna sound like I'm putting other sports down uh, by saying this. Uh, soccer is like fucking chess compared to yeah. a lot of other sports. So you got. I heard you mention that like, oh, well, the best player on a soccer team can have a bad game. Yes, everybody has a bad game. That's that's just kind of how sports go. But the the thing with soccer is, is I feel like if you have one guy who goes bad, it's a lot easier for the team to kind of pick them up in soccer compared to others right mm. like hockey is so fucking quick anything stupid can happen at any point in time like deflections happen you know from halfway down the ice that go into the net like that that kind of stuff can happen all the time and and completely change the swing of a game i feel like in soccer it happens it definitely happens but it's a lot harder for that to happen so for me it always made sense that soccer was one and done kind of thing uh, versus hockey that needed seven games because it needs to be in hockey with the amount of stupid things that can happen it should be beyond a shadow of a doubt that a team should be able to advance and I think the series in the NHL does that very well um, you know winning four games like you know lightning got a limit you know lightning 62 win season president's trophy winning team plays Columbus who never won a playoff series and Columbus won 4-0 like that's convincing if columbus beats that team in one game and advances no one believes in the blue jackets and i think the lightning got screwed so i agree so that that's what i would say like to me i think it definitely i think you can't say like oh everything should have i can't imagine soccer being a seven game series i think that'd be brutal to be completely honest with you like no way because of how grueling soccer is yes yeah grueling sport well yeah it would be like the nfl like 
best of five series. Like it, it just wouldn't work, you know? Yeah. So the, the debate in soccer is mainly just, should it be um, two legs and then aggregate or should it just be one and done? Okay. Uh, and right now it, and it used to be aggregate uh, in this, then this year it is uh, one and done. Can you define some of those for a casual viewer like me? Uh, Ty, you probably could explain it better. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Repeat. Uh, so said. he's talking about aggregate and then the, and the double legs. So, so yes. Yeah, so if you're playing, uh, consider a leg a game. Okay. Yeah. So a first. So if you're playing in the first leg, again, like I mentioned before, like the Union versus Atlanta United. Say Union win the first game two nothing. Then the second game in Atlanta, they for for the the uh, United to come back, they need to score two goals of their own, and that so that would make it two two over both games. Uh, so you, basically, you're just combining the score over both games, and then the tiebreaker is home uh, away goals. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So say uh, it's. The first game is uh, two nothing um, Union. The second game is three one Atlanta. It's three three, but the Union win be- because they're they had one away goal and the United didn't. Uh, you know, so it, you're basically aggregated is just combining scores over two games, and then again there is tiebreakers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it just basically it makes it fair because both teams have a home game. And you can kind of, based on what the first game does, you can kind of figure out what the second game, what ha- what's going to happen in the second game, which makes it interesting because, you know, we're talking about one game playoffs and how, like, it's so intense. And that's what makes it so great. But there is that buildup in, in an aggregate setting where, or a two-like setting, rather, where uh, the second game is going to, you know what has to be done. So it makes that build up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Again, that's something that European soccer has used for, or, or soccer in general, but you know, European soccer uh, has used for so long in the Champions League and and the Europa League and stuff like that. But again, I just don't know how it would really. It's it's kind of one of those things where it might only work in soccer. But um, but yeah, like that that would be another thing, like in terms of like a format for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but. Again, it's it's all about. I think you kind of have to ride the line of like getting the entertainment value. I guess like I I feel like a one game. I don't know. It's it's like I'm so on so, the line about. So I just I just want to say really quick. I I think part of the reason, um, I I think that this change for like the one game playoff for. Uh, soccer and I'll, I'll get to other sports in a second um but this change i think was to appeal to more casual fans yeah um to kind of grow the sport more in the states and then i think when it um you know gets to a point where it's like okay people i, I think i mean i think people should be doing this now but when people like actually start considering mls like you know one of the you know you know, one of the big four, big five sports, you know, in North America, um, then maybe they'll switch it back to um, to the aggregates um, to be more international friendly. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Like it, it, it seems like it might be a temporary type of thing. So, because I guess there's two <laughs> different excitements for me. Like in a one game setting, there's all this. It's everything is now. Like you have to do it now, and it's one game. But over a series, there is that excitement building because when it does come down to that seventh game again, which becomes a one game format essentially. That's when it becomes its best, and that's when everything's on the line. I don't know. It's so tough for me because both are great. I just think, like, the one big thing for me is, like, I don't like how how it is in baseball. Like, I wish the wild card was, like, best of three or something. I think that would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like, whoever gets two wins first. Yeah, like, I feel like that would be better then because not for nothing, too. Like, with how baseball is now, it's like, it's so much dependent on pitching and home runs. So it's like, yeah, I guess just to test the depth of the pitchers and stuff like that. Like uh, a guy, a team might have one really good pitcher and throw him out there for one game and he does well, but you have that second and third guy that can, that should be better than the other team to get that win. Um, Yeah. So I, I guess that's my only thing with baseball. I think, you know, hockey and basketball should always stay like that. I think that's a good format. I don't actually. I mean, basketball. Like, I could see. I, I guess it wouldn't work because there's not enough teams. But like, a, doing a almost a tournament like the the NCAA, like just something. Because I feel like sometimes the, uh, the uh, teams will get screwed out of that. Well, so I was gonna quickly. say maybe not that, but like maybe like the first round be best of five or something. Like just to give it more intensity because like. You know, for all the years of like the Golden State Warriors, like of being like dominant. So, say instead of a seven game series, it's a five game series. The other so, team wins game one. It makes it more interesting for that so, rest of that five game series. And it should it should be noted that the NBA used to have a best of five in the first round, but changed it like a yeah. couple decades ago. I like I think I I think that would create because like if you know the Golden State is playing. I don't fucking know whoever and they win game one it's like okay well they still have a bunch of games to figure it out like in a five game series it's it's a lot better I, I at least for the first round I think they should do that um I don't I think hockey's fine because hockey out of all the sports I think is the most balanced like there is seems like at, at, at any time <clears throat> excuse me at any time the wild card can be the one seed like I think all the teams are very evenly balanced uh but again, I, I mean, mean, like the Kings have won the cup as like the lowest seed, right? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, hey, I got a quick jersey. Maybe look, maybe I'm I'm taking my frustration out of this segment on baseball because of the, the Pirates in those years and, and that one playoff. But that that is when I thought about that. This is why I added the topic to my list because like that drove me insane. Like I, don't I couldn't know stand why that. the wild cards game. I I know I haven't really chimed in here but that's the one thing i don't get baseball why it's a game i can't i would even take a best of three to be quite honest with you. But that's what i, was gonna say, like, I think like, a best of three would be best like even better like just at that point or at hell give it another five game like what i've always liked about hockey is that every single spot <laughs> is seven games every single stage because yeah. and, and that lets you know that teams are earning their way through so there's no you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that team you know deserve yeah didn't didn't uh get to the cup on a fluke right right right. i mean like even vegas an expansion team making it to the cup on their first year i mean but you know say what you want they proved it yeah proved it in a very hard way 
they ended up losing it. But you know, it would there. I don't think beyond a shadow of a doubt that everyone should ever doubt that they didn't have a right to be there. So essentially, it's like you have to look. Do we want the more excitement in the one game, or do we want to really know who's the champion here and earn it in a in a serious format? Well, this, like that's how I kind of look at it. This brings up another discussion that I was I, I've been looking at. So I want to shout out uh, Charlie O'Connor here. Um, who is a uh, writer for the Athletic Philadelphia, and he covers the Flyers. Um, his work's nuts. Like he's a really, really good writer. If you ever get to read his stuff, um, but he was talking about baseball actually. Um, and he was somebody asked him why he watches baseball because baseball is boring, which I'm sure everybody has heard at least once or twice. You know, and, you know, as fans of baseball, you probably hear it all the time. My even my girlfriend, who again love her to death. She, you know, she's not a sports person really, but she's like, look, you know, I'll watch hockey with you or football or whatever, but I will not watch baseball. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, okay, I'll get what I can get. Um, but so he mentioned that um, he responded with saying like, he's like, yeah, it is. But for me, the pauses in play create all the tension in the world to keep me glued to the screen. It was essentially what he said. Right. And that's what I can see. What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as you know, somebody like me, who's, a, you know, a filmmaker and a storyteller, I get that. I, I I've actually, you know, one of the scripts I'm writing right now for my senior project has a lot of long kind of drawn out pauses to create a, a, a spot of tension. And I never really thought about that in a sports way. But it made me think and I think it kind of relates to what we're talking about a little bit because attention spans nowadays are very short with people um with social media and instant access to everything on demand and everything our, our attention spans are very 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 short right so for some people a series is too long because they don't want to watch seven games to figure out who the winner is they just want to know who it is right in baseball um or the mls they can just watch one game and get that fulfillment out of that one game for someone like me who appreciates each game and can watch each game without boredom you know i can safely say the wild card game in baseball pisses me off um because i just feel like again one of those things um it's one of those things where like you can just have an off night and lose and baseball is definitely one of those sports well yeah i mean that's what brundy was saying with like the casual fans with the mls like i think the one game grabs like gravitates for them and i would agree and i just watched my first union game probably two years the other day and you know although they lost it was it was i found myself picking apart the game as you know even as someone who hasn't really watched soccer i know soccer like i know how to play soccer i know the mechanics of soccer i just don't watch it as much it's not really my priority right and i don't not like it just i just don't end up turning it on It, it gets conflicted with everything else to be quite honest with you um but i guess to me what i'm getting at is i can see how the one game can draw in casual viewers like brendy said but i think at the end of the day as much as nfl wants new fans nhl wants new fans mls wants new fans i think when you start alienating the people who enjoy the game for what it is you're causing a problem like if hockey ever goes to a one game format they won't but if they ever go to a one game format i literally might jump off a bridge to be quite honest with you (laughs) Uh, because there's uh, because honestly anybody who wins in those series are paper champions to me and you can't tell me otherwise because well, that's what i'm saying it's like, like i feel like the fucking Ki- well i mean the coyotes are kind of good now but like yes. the coyotes of a few years ago could have beat the penguins any given night yeah 
Ottawa was in the conference finals two years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what what would have happened if they actually would have won that game and won the cup? Would any of the bad stuff that's happening with them right now be justified or different? Like, what would have happened? Right. All because of one game. Like, it, it, it's, it's weird to me. I'm all for a series, but I know soccer is grueling. You know, one of, one of or if not the most grueling sport in the world. So, to me, one game makes sense for them. And when I watched the Union, and because I especially had a stake in it being a Union fan, quote-unquote, uh, you know, I was invested, absolutely. And felt like I was completely fulfilled and, you know, absolute certainty that they lost that game. Like, wasn't a fluke. You know, no no doubt for me, personally. So. Right. Uh, yes. I mean, I think... I think that uh, it it does depend on the sport, and I think I I, I don't really see too many big changes coming across the board. No. Like I think maybe you no. you will see a tinkering, maybe the NBA the NBA does go back to a five game for the first series or something like just as an example. But yeah, I mean for like you I mean you can't have a three game, you can't even have a three game series for like football or something because I mean that's that's Forget too it. much. Forget it. Yeah. So <laughs> Forget it. Forget deal it. with it, but. Um, I guess baseball was the one to bring up because it's not ruling in terms of like, you know, contact and stuff like that, like the other sports. So that's kind of why that's like the, I guess the debate, but, um, yeah, it's just something that, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I'll be honest. Like, I don't even like the second, the, you know, the, the, um, division around five uh jesus i'm tripping over my words here but the division around five game series for baseball like i think that should be seven as well mm-hmm. but it's kind of all it, again it's it's looking at uh looking at the true winner or building excitement and leagues have to balance that mm-hmm. but again uh that <laughs> that topic strictly came up literally because like i said i added it because of the frustration with the pirates and the wildcard game and i did want to look at it with other sports and it just so happened again that MLS this year changed their format. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, we're going to wrap up that segment and end it as always with our picks, uh, which has transitioned from only NFL picks to we are uh, going across leagues now, which has been nice. Uh, this week we have five games. Um, boys, remember to send me them so I don't have to fucking go back. Yep. Brandy, I'm looking at you. Uh, write them down now. Uh, but we have college football. Uh, we have the uh, Georgia Bulldogs versus the Florida Gators. Uh, in the NFL, we have the London game, I just realized. It's a 9.30 kickoff. Uh, the uh, Texans versus the Jaguars. We got the the excuse me Sunday night football game with the Patriots and the Ravens. And then we move to the college basketball, which is exciting, uh, starting out on one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, the uh, What they've been doing, I, I know they started this last year. I don't know if it was before, but essentially the first night of the season, they have the top four um square off against each other so that the uh you know them play it out and it's been good uh so we have the the uh michigan state versus the university of kentucky and kansas versus duke we start with uh the dogs <laughs> versus the, the gators dogs. uh georgia favored by six points uh, i will start off uh, i have georgia winning this game 30 to 23 um obviously georgia dropped down in the rankings after their loss to south carolina then proceeded to look absolutely terrible against kentucky 
Um, I do think this is a game they win. I do have to give it to Florida, though, uh, losing their starting quarterback, Felipe Franks. Uh, Kyle Tr- and I think their second string, too, if I'm not mistaken. But Kyle Trask just came in and done a really good job for them. But I do have Georgia winning this game. Bobby, what do you have? Okay. Um, I think I have Georgia winning this one as well. I got them. I, I actually have this being a barn burner until the absolute end. I got 24 to 21 uh, with the possibility of overtime, to be quite honest with you. I'll go over that far. And which, make would that be that, which would be a lot of fun. It's going to be in Florida, so the crowd is going to be popping. It's going to be good. Uh, I still like Jake Fromm. Uh, I always thought he was a decent quarterback, so it'd be interesting to see him play. I actually be able, I actually might be able to watch this game. I'm not sure. This is like, by the way, the only good fucking game this weekend. Like yep. there, there is nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I definitely got Georgia winning this one, twenty four twenty one. But it's gonna be a pretty fun game. You might even see some overtime out of this one. Uh, listen, Tyler, I don't understand how you can diss the Tennessee versus UAB game that is coming <laughs> tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. UAB is probably Christ. gonna win. Uh, anyway, so I'm actually going to go against y'all. I'm going to say Florida is going to win 24 to 20. And, um, my reasoning for this is like ever since Georgia has lost. So, well, I guess there's only been one other game since. So like Georgia lost to South Carolina, a team they probably should have beat by about two or three touchdowns. And then the game against Kentucky, like it, so Georgia won 21 to zero it was zero to zero at halftime. Like yeah, Georgia that, did not show up. That game was so. I turned that game off. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I had work the next. Or no, I didn't have work the next morning. But I had been awake for like almost eighteen hours. Like until, uh, until the game had started. So I was really tired. But I was like, it's like all right, this might be a good game. Like I'll watch it in bed. I literally fell asleep at halftime, like, <laughs> I, like not on purpose. Like, I'm pretty sure I was that bored and also that tired, but it was not a good game. And something about Georgia just did not stick right with me. Like, I don't know if Kentucky was just having a really good game, but like they Georgia was not going anywhere with the run game or yeah, the pack, game, like, I was going to say that game was also a mess too. like it was pouring. So, well, it wasn't was it really? I I didn't notice it was pouring. Are you thinking of a different game? No, I, I definitely know it was raining that game for sure. Like it was, it was very muddy. So, uh, yeah. The, sorry, real quick, I just wonder. I'm sorry for the music that the stream might have heard there. I accidentally opened something. My bad. Um, anyway. but um, but I, I that's that's kind of why I'm starting to lean towards uh, Florida. You know, Florida is a very very good football team. They already beaten um a a seventh ranked Auburn. I think they're gonna you know, defeat an eighth hit an eight ranked Georgia. And, uh, I think this is going to be, um, probably the best game of the week. Like you said, Ty. So yeah, it's the only, uh, uh, it's the only ranked versus ranked game. (laughs) So I'll I'll go with uh, Florida over Georgia, 24 to 20. Next game. We have, like I said, Jacksonville and Houston in, uh, London. I'm going Jacksonville and I'm telling you why I'm only going, uh, for them because it's in it's in London because they are phenomenal in London like that's literally my only reason do we do we uh, think that London is going to get behind Michu as much as the America has oh honestly? dude like that guy like he looks like an actor dude. I he think NF, I think NFL fans in general are getting behind. yeah yeah I I think just his, like again the mustaches look like everybody loves him and he, he is a really funny guy too so 
Uh, I have Jacksonville winning 27-21. Also, I don't know if you guys seen, but uh, Deshaun Watson got kicked in the face last week. Yes. And What the uh, fuck? His eye looks real fucked up, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming he's playing, but... You can only see God, half the mustache the now. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, Jacksonville winning 27-21. Uh, I'm actually going to join you on this one. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville as well. One, to guess for, uh, one yes for their, their London performance. Apparently, London is, the, is their home, actually. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny. So... Uh, now we know that Watt's out. Uh, he's going for the yeah. year, right? So he's gone. Yeah. And then now, uh, Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Watson might actually, is he actually like hurt? Like, is he on the report for that? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but uh, Jacksonville has been kind of turning it up lately, especially with Minshew now. So, uh, I think Jacksonville is going to win this one. So for this one, I will say, Hmm, I'll say 22, 14 Jacksonville. Um, and again, I'm going to go against you guys. Uh, one of the big reasons, uh, is the fact, yeah. And one of the big reasons y'all had Jacksonville is because they're, they're playing in London. Um, I just think Houston is overall the better team. Uh, but you know, with, uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, playing in that kind of new London environment, I feel, I feel like, I I don't think it's going to click as well as you guys are kind of making it out to be. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the betting lines here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Houston's gonna win by a touchdown. They'll say I'll say twenty to fourteen. Ooh, you just remind me. I forgot to mention. Yeah, Houston's favored by one and a half points in that game. Uh, and then the, yeah, I was gonna say the lines. Yeah, are um, <laughs> yeah, um, I I get my odds from Bovada. I don't know where you get yours. And they, uh, they're well, relatively the same. Game. They're relatively the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the last, well, the last NFL game we have is New England versus Baltimore. New England's favored by three. I have, uh, I have Baltimore winning. I have Baltimore winning 31-27. I think Lamar Jackson is going to uh, show his legs again, and you know, really give uh, the New England defense a problem that they haven't seen yet. And I just feel like I th- this game is—is is this game in Baltimore, or New England? I'm not it's actually in Baltimore, sure because I, I was actually—I was actually going to go to the game originally. Yeah, I was going to say I'm pretty sure it's in Baltimore, which I obviously helps. So uh, yeah, I have them winning 31-27. <sighs> You're a traitor. Okay, so I'm a traitor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. All right, so uh, I obviously have New England winning this game, and this is not at discount to Baltimore. Baltimore is a good team, and I really like Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I said uh, earlier, or I don't know if I said on the show if it was the pre-show conversation that me and Tyler were having, but I was talking about how my roommate, who is a Ravens fan, was saying that uh, Lamar is going to expose the Pats' defense uh, for what they are because he claims that the easy schedule is what got them there. He's got a point, sort of. Um, I'll say that the Pats defense being able to turn up like they have uh, has definitely in part uh, been due to uh, how easy their schedule has been. I mean, that Browns sequence was just fucking terrible to watch. Christ, Nick Chubb, what were you doing out there, Butterfingers? And I don't know, but I still think the defense has a lot more talent than everyone gives them credit for. And I don't think they'll shut down Lamar Jackson completely. It's going to be really interesting to see how they play him because he's definitely a variable quarterback that New England really doesn't take on very often, especially recently. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play him. I'm sure Lamar Jackson's still going to get the first downs off his scrambles and rushing. 
Um, so with that being said, I still have New England winning though because I just I think the Ravens can can collapse under New England. Although I do think it's going to be kind of close, and I actually do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So I actually have New England winning thirty four to twenty seven in Baltimore. Uh, I also have it as a bit of a shootout, not that not that high of a shootout, but I think uh, you know I think I think the Ravens like the way they've been playing, they can make it interesting. Uh, not really much for me to add here, but I'll I'll just say England or New England's going to win by uh, by a touchdown, thirty to twenty three. We'll round off with college basketball, like I said, MSU versus Kentucky. Um, I'll, I'm just going to do both these games at once for me. Uh, first game, MSU versus Kentucky. I'll have uh, Michigan State winning. They are the number one ranked team in the nation right now by by a lot, actually, and and it's a little. Um, like in terms of voting, it's kind of crazy. And I know they have a lot of returning players and a lot of veterans there now, but uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's, it's by a lot. I do think by the end of the year, um, they won't be the number one team. I think like, I'm, I don't know. I guess that's not a hot take or anything, but I think uh, you will see them lose a couple of, uh, of games. Uh, you're getting, um, you're, you're getting on anyway, because fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I have MSU winning, and then the Kansas Duke game, I have Duke winning. Um, Brandy just told me before the show that, of course, for the next uh, for the next recruiting season, they just got one of the top prospects, which is not fucking surprising because um, you know it's Duke, uh, and, and Duke is always is always good. Uh, by the way, a quick side note: Kansas, I I thought I heard something about like Kansas getting allegations against them, and then I haven't heard anything since. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but anyway, I have Sounds like Brandy's on it already, game. so I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, uh, I'm reading it, so continue. But Bobby, you can go with those games. So I, I got Kentucky beating Michigan State on this one. One, because fuck Michigan State. And two, because I always feel like Kentucky always manages to kind of prove everybody wrong. Like, it's yeah. got, it goes, so they've been so good for so long. And, you know, top program in the NCAA... But then when it's like, oh, this is finally going to be their down year, you might see them fall from the ranks a little bit. They always show up and just end up being the best team just regardless. And I think Kentucky's going to do that again this year, even though Michigan State does look scary. So I got Kentucky winning that one. And then I got Duke uh, beating Kansas. I actually like both of these teams, but I actually really enjoy watching Duke a lot of the time. So I'm just going to go with fan bias here and just go with Duke. <laughs> and Brandy rounded out. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, kind, it's kind of funny how you mentioned that um michigan state was so like highly like number one ranked like it's not even close like yeah. i think they what they they get like 60 out of 65 or something yeah i think it was 60 yeah um but uh i i'm so i i do think michigan state is gonna be a very good team but something about um kentucky like they um they haven't performed at kentucky has not performed as well and recent years as they have been but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say that they will uh, go ahead and uh pull off not necessarily an early upset but like kind of an early like kind of you know wake up for uh, michigan state i think michigan state um is gonna lose this game but i think they're gonna rebound and you know still have a good season so i'll, I'll take michigan's I'll, I'll take uh kentucky and and the win um and then Kansas and Duke. Kansas is another um, program where it's like you kind of expected them to do a little bit more. Um, it's you know, especially given how they they had 
you know, the some of the nation's top recruits. It, it's kind of funny. Like I'm, you know, we're talking about college football and college basketball, like how they have two programs that are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas having probably like a top five basketball program and then like probably the worst FBS football program in the country. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, but, you know, Duke, you know, can, can never, uh, I, Duke is a title contender every single year. I feel like yeah. Jesus, it's, it's incredible. I wonder what they're going to do when, uh, uh, their coach retires, but I, I, I was literally just thinking like, until like Mike Krzyzewski, like either retires or dies on the court, you know, because that's where it's, we were talking about Belichick. Like they're gonna bury him under the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's kind of one of those situations. Like until he leaves, and I feel like after he leaves, like it's still gonna be the same thing. Duke is just the premier for basketball. Yeah. So I'll uh, I will say I'll I'll have Duke winning this game sixty-seven to sixty, just solely based on I feel like Duke's gonna win. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been our show. Um, Long yeah, one, for, of course. You know, but anytime we talk about the NFL, we just go on a tangent which i love because it brings up good conversation you know what's but, great uh, real quick i'm sorry i meant to say this when we were doing it but you know what's great there's really not as much controversy in the nfl issue that we had to mention in our mid-season preview i feel like well i i there there's is stuff so there some, there's stuff there you're right there's not as many as much so but yeah i just want to say is. that was a very fruitful and fulfilling <laughs> discussion that didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> um, Boner acquired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a clip right there. New um, soundbite, Bobby. That 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 has definitely got to be. Oh my god, that's definitely one. Uh, I just want to mention again. <laughs> Next week will be our trivia episode. We will let you know as soon as possible. <laughs> um, we'll let, let you know as soon as possible when that date will be and let you know. Uh, but if you'd like to uh, get in contact with us. Girlfriend, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Complain Network. That has been the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and like I said, we'll all be back next week for episode 40, Zach included. But until then, we'll see you next time for episode 40 of the Come Play Podcast.